This episode of the Major Issues Podcast is brought to you by Patreon.com slash CBC Clubhouse. Comic Book Click is on Patreon, guys. For as little as $0.10 cents a day or $3 a month, not only can you help keep the lights on here at Comic Book Click headquarters, but your donation gives you access to exclusive content like CBC commentaries, polls where you can choose what content we cover next, and special behind-the-scenes footage of things here at Comic Book Click. Visit Patreon.com slash CBC Clubhouse today and become a Patreon. And remember, you, yes you, are worthy. Hello everybody out there in comic book land, my name is George Serrano, aka The Don, and if you're listening to this, you can only be here for one reason, and that's a brand new episode of the Major Issues Podcast, brought to you by ComicBookClick.com, and as always, I am never alone, sir, if you could please introduce yourself. Uh, mostly everything Spider-Man, yeah, they know they know what time it is, sir, you know, th- we bring the thwips, I bring the thwips, Cloudus Maximus, your friendly Cloudus Maximus, you know? Friendly neighborhood, Our friendly neighborhood, Claudius Maximus, is here. He's back, and he's talking one of his favorite things to talk about of all time. We're talking Spider-Man. Spider-Man, uh, la- ha <laughs> Last week, if you didn't hear it, was the start of Spidey Month. Not only one of the uh, biggest ventures that we've tried to do here as far as major issues is concerned, an entire month dedicated to one superhero, and for good reason, Spider-Man turned 60 this year, but also one of the bigger uh, episode blocks that we'll be doing before we take our major hiatus, which will be coming at the end of Spidey Month. So uh, it's been fun to sit and chat about one of my favorite superheroes, but we were trying to think of all the various different ways that we can best cover Spidey. And seeing as we just finished covering him in uh, his first appearance ever, Amazing Fantasy, last week, this week we're here to talk about the theatrical icon that is Spider-Man. Spider-Man in cinema, sitting there on the big silver screen. I've been doing this for two reasons. One, this is also the 20th anniversary of Spider-Man 1. Mm-hmm. Two, by making it a theatrical um, episode of the podcast, we don't got to cover TV movies. And there's been a couple of those Mm -hmm. (laughs) from like the 60s and 70s. Trust me, we'll find time to go over the 60s series, to go over Spider-Man, the Japanese series, uh, you know, uh, Spider-Man and the Amazing Friends, all that jazz. But today, I just want to talk about... um, Spider-Man in the movie theaters, going to see Spider-Man movies, uh, all the Spider-Man movies that have come out since the first live-action portrayal that came into theaters in 2002. And I'm talking to somebody who I know has seen Spider-Man movies multiple times, this probably every rewatch coming this back around to, to see Spider-Man again. So if you join me, sir, I'd like to go through, chronologically speaking, talk about these, these movies, uh, talk about the big things that we can remember from them, whether it be movie going experiences, whether it be going hopes mm-hmm. and dreams or just things we were surprised about in general. Uh, I'm going to ask you to pick out some things you liked about each film, pick out something you, you don't particularly dig all too much mm-hmm. as we had to uh, head through this. As we thwip away, as we thwip down into memory the lane, cinema, into the cinema verse. Ba-ba-boom. 
And how can we talk about the Cinemaverse without talking about, like I said, the first entry, Spider-Man from 2002. It was released on May 3rd of 2002, uh, directed by Sam Raimi, with a budget of $139 million, which is a lot in 20 well, years that, ago. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. It's a lot. I hear that. It grossed $825 million. Uh, it starred Tobey Maguire, Willem, Willem Dafoe, Kirsten Dunst, James Franco, Cliff Robertson, and Rosemary Harris. The film chronicles Spider-Man's origin and early superhero career after being bit by a genetically altered spider. Outcast genius teenager Peter Parker develops a spider-like human superhuman abilities and adopts a mass identity to fight crime and injustice in new york city facing the villainous green goblin in the process uh with an imdb score of 7.4 out of 10 rotten tomatoes 90 percent and metacritic 73 out of 100 uh first thing i gotta ask you about this film here is with this being our first live action you know huge cinema release blockbuster film what did you what did you think and what do you think about Tobey Maguire as Spider-Man. So, so first of all, let me let me add some perspective. When this movie came out, I was twelve years old. Yeah, man. Right. We were, we were I little, was twelve we years old. So I remember seeing the trailer and going, "What? <laughs> we're we doing what? <laughs> this is we doing, we doing Spider-Man superhero movies? Right after after Daredevil and Elektra." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, okay. I was like, I was, I was on the hype train, to be honest, because I was, mm-hmm. you know, being twelve year old, hear Spider Man's coming to town, bro. I was set, man. Yeah, there were lines around the block. Uh, you know, being from New York, uh, it was destination. I, I, I almost wish I can go back because I was, I was so young. There had to have been crazy promotional ties, like you know, so like they had to have newspapers mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Um, I, I remember they shot the funeral scene in the in uh, Cypress Hill Cemetery right behind my house. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So the, my entire block in East New York was covered by uh, trailers. They moved. They made everyone move their cars so they could park trailers there so they can mm-hmm. shoot the funeral scene in that. Um, in that cemetery behind my crib so that was pretty interesting there um toby looks like a grown-ass man <laughs> you know i now that i'm looking at it yeah yeah i do see, i do see after you know venturing off into the adulthood and stuff and revisiting yeah. you know um he, like he does look like a grown man <laughs> right in the in, in the second movie where they're like he's just a he's just a boy it's like uh... He's old enough to have his own boys. He has, <laughs> yeah. He has his boys. He has boys. Look, yeah, he's got his boyish looks. And again, I didn't have a real big issue with it because my Spider-Man, the amazing uh, Spider-Man, in the animated series, was about six foot six and you know two hundred and fifty-five. Like he wasn't shown to be like a, a linebacker. You know, yeah, he was. Peter he was Swole never Parker. He was never drawn to look like scrawny and young, you know. He still tucks his uh, shirts into his pants, but that's a whole nother that's a whole nother thing here. But yeah, what do you think of Toby as Peter? What do you what do you what do you think about that whole demeanor? So, um, it's it, it's it was a lot of Spider Man was a lot of firsts for me, um, including like seeing some of the actors too, like James Franco. Yeah, yeah, and and William and especially William the folks. 
You know, I'm pretty sure I believe people, that was I didn't the first know who these, movie I, I saw. Yeah, Jordan. I didn't. I didn't know who any of these people were. So yeah. besides, besides, besides Kirsten Dunst from other <clears throat> from other movies and stuff, but regardless, bro, I was. And then, and then they gave us the organic web shooters. Oh, we we're gonna get to that. <laughs> yeah, we're definitely gonna get to that. Um, I, I liked Toby. I think he does better as Peter than he does as Spider-Man. Spider-Man, yeah. Um, He does have a genuine, like, he does have a genuine do-gooder mentality and stuff. Um, I like his, I like his Aunt May and and Uncle Ben. I think that 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 works. It looks straight ripped out of the uh, comics. We were just going over his first issue uh, last week, so... Mm -hmm. I think that this movie is closest to that. But in the same sense, like you're talking about early superhero films, it feels like every place that is not shown in this movie doesn't exist. Does that make sense? <laughs> <laughs> like he goes home and he goes to school and then he goes to Oscorp for, I think, for a little bit and maybe he goes to wrestle for a little bit, but there's like nowhere in between. <laughs> you know? Uh, the, it, the movie didn't didn't feel like it wanted to do a lot of world building. Now you can't help but watch a comic book movie and they're like trying to build the world out there. The governor Something, is this right? and, and the mayor is this and this is the person who works at the, at the thing. But this was very, very uh, tight. Um, suit. What do you think about that suit? Love the suit. Yeah. Love the suit. Love Always the suit. love the suit I, or I you thought, love it more now? Um, I, think I, I, think, I think out of all the suits, I think... I mean, granted, out of the both of them, because we still got Tom. Out of Andrew and, and Tom and, and um Toby's, I think Toby's is aged very nicely. Um granted, granted, it took it took Garfield a little bit to get that second suit. And yeah. I like that I I really, really like that second suit so much. But only thing I don't like about the first suit is the yellow eyes. That's yeah, really a, that's really that, it. I think that gets I feel like it's have. I feel like it's like having yellow teeth. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like dirty. It's hazy. I don't. Right? I don't really. I don't really dig on that too much. Um, and the guy looks good in it. Like they have the little the the abs in the suit mm -hmm, and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like it, it, I really, like what I really love about the suit is the detailing, the webbing, how it comes, how it comes off. I, I didn't realize like, that until I got older, bro. Did you realize that? Yeah, I no, that man. I I, I, that was my favorite. Thing I was like, oh wait, it's raised Street. and yeah, silver. It's raised, yeah, yeah, bro. Like I, I knew it, but I guess when I, after a while, when you saw so many of them, when they went back to him, I was like, oh, it really is like the fine. Mm -hmm. They even had silver mm -hmm. around the eyes. I think they I would darken them later on. For that, for that reason alone, I, I love that suit a lot. Yeah. Um, that, yeah I, that, that suit has pretty much stand the test of time, to be honest. I gotta see if he has the circles around the fingers. That's always the funny thing I like in the comics. I'm going to say, I'm going to say, yeah. <laughs> you think he I'm going to say, yeah. I think he does. I'm going to say, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, as we all know, one of the big things about Peter Parker in the comics is that he uses web shooters um, that shoot out synthetic spider webs. Uh, and so, they props were made in the movie so that, you know, homeboy, homeboy could do that. But that's when he was, mm -hmm. like, practicing. Mm -hmm. And it was, like, James Cameron, supposedly, w for his Spider-Man movie, was thinking about doing it organically. Uh, you know this that that the webs actually come from his body, which has always been mm -hmm. a weird a weird thing. They actually would work this into comics soon, uh, and then take it out from there as well. But when pressured by protests of comic book fans, um, Sam Raimi said that 
it doesn't really make sense that somebody in their spare time could make something that even the big corporate scientists can't make. Mm-hmm. But that's Peter Parker. Yeah, that's, that's your that's Peter that's, Parker. <laughs> that's your that's your problem. Your understanding of that. If you honestly believe that, then you've kind of started in the wrong direction. And yeah. when you think about it, not for nothing, Peter doesn't do much inventing for Spider-Man in this, except for like the web shooters. But he shoots his own webs. Yeah, but he shoots his own webs. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you meant like outside of the. Oh no, 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 I meant. I meant. I meant this. This Toby. This Toby Peter. Like, uh, what I got saying. No Rain... spy- Yeah, it's just organic. No, um, no Spidey tracers like you like you see in the cartoon. Uh, that organic, organic. Yeah, and later on, organic whips. When, when we get to the amazing the series, um, that Peter is actively working on new webs and different webs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like you can see that Raimi wasn't really interested in focusing on the scientific part of Peter. He was smart, you know. All the doctors said he was smart and he always did well, but he never really invented stuff for Spider Man. Mm-hmm. And it comes from him, like I said, like what kind of high school kid is gonna, you know, create this kind of stuff in their spare time in a basement? And it's like that's the whole point, bro. <laughs> you're missing, you're missing the whole thing. You might as well just have send him to school for fashion because he made yeah. the suit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he drew it. Remember, he was drawing yeah, all those things, asking things out. Like, nah, I don't want any more of that. I always thought that was uh, that was a pretty cool thing. Um, side note for the web for the organic web shooters. Uh, I did all that all that jazz that we just spoke spoke about. I found out also later on. <laughs> um, but to this day, I'm still kind of I'm still I still back the 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 web the organics the organics. Yeah, yeah. I don't mind it so long as it's not the the only one you understand like if you have if you do spider verse and somebody got organic webs that's cool you just better have somebody on there with tech webs that's that's Mm -hmm. all that's all i want it just mix and match for me um speaking about mixing and matching you know the big love story in this is toby and uh kirsten they actually get together as many of these actors will Mary, Jane. <laughs> Mary Jane, and uh, that—that's the Mary Jane from animated series. Uh-huh. Mary Jane. Jane. <laughs> he was always yelling on that show. We were just was passionate, bro. For Mary Dan Jane. last week was doing the shocker. <laughs> I'll follow you to the ends of the earth. But um, yeah, they were in love in this. Um, this is like as an adult, I really don't like <laughs> these two in these in this. Yeah, trilogy. me too. Me too. But like um, I said, I was I was twelve at the time. And yeah, I didn't I know. Just, I was just with it. <laughs> I did. I did know as an adult. I mean, I guess I was fifteen. I was becoming heading into puberty when I'm getting into like two or three Spider Man two and three, and that's the that's I did kind of realize like, hmm, she's acting kind of funny towards my man. It's like I don't know, if, I don't know if I'm about this. But you know what the moment is with those two in this. The most cinematic moment in Spider-Man history, the upside down kiss. Upside down. Where you wait? Where 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 do you sit on that iconic Spidey moment? Or do you do you have you tried <laughs> said <laughs> upside down kiss? Is it working gravity? I I kind of can. To be honest, I kind of can now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kind of can Thank now. You. Um, you know what? I think I'm. A, I think you know. Except from like the couch, you know. No, that's how old boy did it. Remember? <laughs> yeah, but he was um. He was um he was on his I mean first of all hold up you know how yeah doing the next man kiss yeah 
Yeah. You don't kiss the next man how you kiss Spider Man. And that's I was pu- and I was wrong. and I was putting you on the webs. You feel me? That's why he kissed that girl in three. <laughs> that's why. <laughs> that's why. That was they that toxic. Was they that to- was yeah, bro. they toxic, bro. They toxic relationship. But yeah, the upside down kiss, super iconic. Uh, Kirsten Dunst being soaking wet, also super iconic. It's soaking wet in the scene, people. Soaking wet in the scene. It was raining. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to put her in there. Anything else you'd like to say about Mary Jane in this film? That's about all I got. I think I it gets worse as it else. continues. My, now I don't want to say anything about Mary Jane. If this was like twenty years ago, perhaps, probably. <laughs> but you well, know, I, 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 I realized in my age, you know. Yeah, you can't judge. You can't judge. You can't. What is it? You can't pick who you love. Man loves who he loves. So I, I ain't finna fight him on that. Um, we'll be talking a lot as we go through this. As like as far as like inspired casting, right? Like, mm-hmm. wow, how did you get that? Before we go to the boy, to the guy in the glider, J. Jonah Jameson, man, J.K. Simmons, as Dude. somebody who, <laughs> as somebody who's read comics, watched, played the video games. And, uh, you know, watch the animated series. What did you think of Jay Jonah? Dude, I was, oh, man, I popped for that. I yeah. remember popping for that. Yeah. Because that was just, that was mean, mean A1 cat. Like, when I was, when I was watching it, I was like, holy crap. I'm like, this is, I don't want to say this is a better casting than, than Peter Parker and Spider-Man. But, <laughs> but yeah. damn, this is spot on. This is. Yeah, sure. <laughs> One came back before the other did. So yeah. that might tell you that might tell you well how they felt about it. But um yeah, you're Jeez. right. And one of the things that I even thought was kind of funny in its ridiculousness is that hair. That hair is ridiculous. And it's always been ridiculous in yep. the comics and everything. It's just straight up like you yep, ironed flat it at the top, like yep. Dark on the top, white on the bottom. And they killed it, the mustache and all of it. So freaking cool and good and a sleazeball a, a jerk you know an asshole at points and and then at other points seemingly noble seemingly mm-hmm. has a backbone you know and really really good stuff with that and, and like watching him over the trilogy like try to cheap out on kids and try to like, like really do a bunch of different stuff to people it's really really jacked up and he's like one of the first person like as soon as spider-man becomes a thing he's right on it with like oh i think he's a menace i think he's here to start some shit it's a creep it's like yeah and it's like wow he didn't even wait like he didn't even give that shit time but that's that is very much um that's very much how they handle things with that i'm ready to talk about glider boy now I'm ready to talk Ooh, about I was, my I was, man i was waiting for you to get there um i, okay. I want to start this one first of all <laughs> first ahead. of all uh-huh my my Norman osborne was you know was a little shorter than what i was used to a little bit you know Mm-hmm. Um, a little, you know, waveless, shall I say? Oh, he waveless. did not have any waves. No, waveless. No. So I didn't know how I was gonna take this from from beginning when I first, because I was okay with it during the trailer. So yeah. I was like, you know, even twelve year old me, I was, I, I was not to be behooved. Still, yeah. I'm like, if I'm gonna, if this is, you know, what it's supposed to be, I gotta, you know. At least give it see a it through, see it through, yeah, give it a it chance, through, give it a chance. And dude, forget it. William Defoe has been Green Goblin all my life. Every time I open a comic, it's it's his voice, bro. <laughs> um, I you know it's one of those things where 
I think a lot of times with this, and I'd like to test this one day when we get like as many members of the click as we can get on one of these podcasts. I do think that your first impression with a character stays the most, you know, and then everything else kind of has to hit that. And depending on what version of what character you've met first, right? That Mm -hmm. whole changes. Um, So with this, like I was, I just needed him to match or be above my animated series green goblin mm-hmm. which i thought was i thought he was one of the greatest because his voice when he was green goblin was ridiculous Bro, man I, that's what i'm saying like he definitely matched that for me yes he with did all the with all the characteristics that were, that were missing and stuff i was fine with that yeah he totally did and he he wasn't afraid to get crazy like mm-hmm. actually seemingly insane and he did this um you know he's done this in, in like boondock saints like he's a very fearless actor he'll do whatever it takes to get the point that he's trying to get across. And that's extremely important. Um, and like, cause he could have just rolled his eyes at this film, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the green cop. The thing that I will say, I don't like about this film and I'm, I'm not going to even say Mary Jane or anything else. I'm coming up front with it because it has to do with this is mm-hmm. I, even when I first saw it, I'm like, this dude is naked. This is just, <laughs> Mm-hmm. Is the Green Goblin and he's naked. He's just a green man <laughs> with uh-huh. a pointed head. You know? And I wanted him to rock clothes. When they did the version that they did in No Way Home, I was mm-hmm. I was blown away. I was he had a little satchel, his little his little backpack or whatever, and mm-hmm. the ripped uh and the ripped and torn purple uh, clothing on him. I thought that looked absolutely amazing. But in this he it just looked weird to me that he was just in this big suit and then the man with probably the most emotive face in the history of comic books or in the history of comic movies has his face covered for the majority of it Mm -hmm. um and i even have some background on that because the original design of the green goblin was going to be closer to the appearance in the comics uh he had prosthetics he was gonna have yeah i saw that i saw that weird thing that thing was i wouldn't have liked that it was a bit scary i remember seeing it i was like oh even even young me wouldn't have been He had yellow eyes that had no pupils on him, just yellow yeah, orbs. Just yellow, yeah. And you can find strong, all this stuff the, on YouTube. He had a strong chin, though. I think strong he had like nose a long too. chin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, fangs, all that kind of stuff. You can find all this stuff on YouTube, guys, if you uh, just look up Green Goblin uh, test footage. And supposedly it was disturbing and too disturbing for the film because they thought that it wasn't going to be accessible to kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, Avi Arad nixed the whole idea he's like we're trying to sell toys here not scare kids and so then they replaced the mask with the helmet um the foe was fitted with prosthetic teeth did you know that oh i did not opt for his for his you saying to give, to give him fangs to give him fangs that would make some fangish, sense would it that right? would make some sense wouldn't it but i'm gonna give you the real reason why he was giving oh, prosthetic okay teeth. <laughs> You see, producers felt that a person as rich as Norman Osborn could afford to get his teeth straightened out. You and bastards. as you know, <laughs> <laughs> you bastards. Ain't that some that's a level of pettiness. That's a level of pettiness. They're like, the gap that the foe has in his teeth is not one a rich person would have in their teeth. And so he wore prosthetics. But in any scene that he's arguing with himself in the mirror, the other version has the gap, which is why he looks crazy. Now, whenever I watch this back, I'm going to watch it that way. Yeah. um, 
uh, that's why he looks crazier. Even right. his smile looks crazy. I never even noticed. Smile. I never even noticed that. Oh, never mind. Because when there's, there is a shot where he turns away from the mirror and he smiles and he does have all of his teeth. Yeah, you know. Yeah, all together. I guess the yeah. millionaire jaw. I guess <laughs> he's and while he's great in this, I feel like No Way Home shows they shouldn't have killed him. I think if I don't think they should have killed him in this. I think another like look at what happened with another bite of the apple. I right? think I think it's possible that he also did a too good of a job in No Way Home to make yeah. you feel so. Yeah. You know? On top of it, like hey, I, I, I would say I'll I come say, back. I think I'd say that. <laughs> he did ninety percent of his own stunts in this. He didn't give a damn. I hope he did I hope one of those I hope one of those were were um power bombs to the floor. I hope he didn't take the glider to the penis like he looked like he did in the movie and that's how he died. <laughs> but yeah, that was absolutely um that was good on that. The Foes Goblin. Uh, let me see. Oh, a Marvel first. Uh that ending, bro. That web slinging ending. Pretty, pretty cool. It was set the standard for these endings now where Yeah, yeah. He, he's whipping about, but the very this very first time we saw it, and you get that cool shot of him landing on the American flag. And stuff, and I'm like, this is a Spider-Man movie. <laughs> you know, you had the New York, hey, you mess with one of us, you mess with all of us. They started adding adding a bunch of New York in this, which I thought was pretty cool. Uh, but with that being said, do you have anything you'd like to add on the first Spider-Man film? Um big ups, big ups to uh, um Harry Osborne. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Just a just a little bit. I didn't dislike harry at first but i also didn't take to him right away yeah i can see that i can see that I, for, he me, has more for me he was like just there yeah more or less um so yeah what are two things you say you will always remember fondly about spider-man one and one thing you don't really dig too much uh suit yep the web shooters Okay. Damn, it sucks because I say I say the web shooters and I want to include Norman too. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm good. One I don't dislike. One that you don't really like. Some one I don't really like. Uh, I think I'm gonna go. I think to be honest, I think I'll go with Mary Mary Jane. Not really a fan of her in this. Because she one? got uh, Cause I have seen I have seen their back before being older and she's more a little bit more annoying to me now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I must I must confess. Yeah, maybe they didn't write her right. That that's also a totally viable thing. You know that that happens all the time. Um, honorable mention though. Um, real quick, uh, Spider Man going to go into business for himself <laughs> when he well when he did when, the, he, uh, when he when he yeah when he um gets his first match. Yeah, against Bonesaw. Bonesaw is ready. ready. Bonesaw is ready. Uh, yeah, God rest in peace, Randy Savage. They they finished that in uh, two years later, bro. That's a short amount of time. They spin that thing around. Spider Man Two, two thousand four, June thirtieth of two thousand four. Budget of two hundred million. Made seven hundred and eighty nine million. And this time it came with a video game. They spent more money on this and it made less money than the first one. Which is huh. interesting. Yep. Uh this Doc stars Ock? 
<laughs> it stars Tobey Maguire, Kirsten Dunst, James Franco, Alfred Molina, Rosemary Harris, and Donna Murphy. Peter Parker is an unhappy man. After two years of fighting crime as Spider-Man, his life has begun to fall apart. The girl he loves is engaged to someone else. His grades are slipping. He cannot keep any of his jobs. And on top of that, the newspaper Daily Bugle is attacking him viciously, saying that Spider-Man is a menace. He reaches the breaking point and gives up the crime fighter's life once and for all. But after a failed fusion experiment, eccentric and obsessive scientist Dr. Otto Octavius is transformed into supervillain Dr. Octopus. Doc Ock for short. Uh, Peter guesses it might be time for Spider-Man to return, but will he act upon it? With an IMDb of 7.4 out of 10, Rotten Tomatoes at 93%, and Metacritic at 83 out of 100. Uh, this is many people's favorite Spider-Man film, and, uh, that includes Sam Raimi himself, and Tobey Maguire, who liked this film more than the first or the third. (laughs) I can respect that. <laughs> yep, and a hundred minor alterations were made to the Spider-Man suits since the first film. Thirty-five suits were made for this specific film, in general. Wow. Yeah, I guess to change in and out of, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, man, like this is what people talk about when they talk about some of the best superhero, um, f- in film, like superhero cop comic book stuff in film they talk about this movie and i think it's because a lot of the first a lot of the more yada yada stuff they dealt with in the first like origin let's Mm -hmm, get all that mm -hmm. out of the way when this starts he's already spider-man we have a compelling villain in doc ock um the mary jane stuff is there but it it's it's not as much there instead you have this harry thing and the harry betrayal feels real even Mm -hmm, though you mm -hmm. know he's wrong right because he Spider-Man did not kill his father in his uh, mind. That, that's just what it is. And so he's, he has a very laser focused thing. That's, this is where you see a bit more of James Franco in this, uh, you know, kind of moving things behind the scenes. And this is where we get a tease that possibly he's going to be the green goblin and not some weird snowboarder that we'll get to in a bit. <laughs> Spider-Man three. But what did you think of Spider-Man two? Uh, what are your fond memories of it? Um, my fondest memory of, uh, this, uh, Fantastic film is mm-hmm. is definitely got way more hands than the first one, bro. Oh yes, yes it does. Way the more hands, and that's my favorite. And that's my favorite thing amongst the whole movie because him fighting Doc Ock every time he throws hands at Doc Ock is just yeah money. Yeah, this was this was was really good for yeah that. from fighting on the from fighting on the building to fighting on the train. Forget it, bro. Yeah, that when he throws the uh, is that was a like a. He shot him with like a clock tower thing, right? Like one of the arms of the clock. Yeah, arms of the clock. Yeah, he was because they were falling, and and yeah. Spidey just whipped them right back at him. Yeah, he's gotten really good, good at that. And Otto's a which he almost villain. killed him, by the way. Yeah, if you go back to <laughs> he dead ass could have. I I the only thing like Otto is great in this. The only thing now because now I'm spoiled by Spider Man mm-hmm, on PS4. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is if this character would have been introduced in the first and they found a way to make him this in the third, can't beat that. We need a little bit, we need our villains to be around a little bit more before they just turn into villains. Let them be people in the universe, you know? Like they seem like they were setting up Kurt Connors in this. Dr. Kurt mm-hmm. Connors right. is in this film. He's missing an arm, and if anyone recognizes that name, that Dr. Kurt Connors becomes the lizard. Um, and he never does in the series. <laughs> He's just the one-armed uh, 
you know, mentor of Peter Parker in this. What do you think of Spider-Man giving up? Spider-Man no more. Letting people get robbed. No more, bro. He's losing his powers. He's stressed the hell out. Letting people get robbed in the streets. (laughs) Eating hot dogs. Just living his life. That was also a tofu dog because he was, uh, Tobey Maguire is a vegan. So, he ate a tofu. You don't seem too happy about the tofu dog. (laughs) But, um, yeah, this is the one with the pizza pizza scene right pizza time pizza time yeah 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 uh i think that's how the movie starts actually pizza time they're pretty cool pretty cool start for that the idea of, of spider-man delivering pizzas in general really really uh cool thing i always thought it was very weird how he jumped away from those kids <laughs> he sees the kids. <laughs> yeah, he sees those kids, and he's like, "Hey, you know, staying in school." And then he jumps away, and but he, obviously he's getting pulled away by wires. Uh-huh. But he's like, l- like weightless. He just <laughs> floats. <laughs> he just floats off to the side. Um, this is the beginning of like the Peter. You're not doing enough, Peter. You're not at my mm-hmm. at my stuff. And then when Harry just gets drunk and slaps him around <laughs> for a little bit. My man cannot catch a break in this. What do you think about the treatment of Peter Parker in this film? I don't know. I was just, I was just surprised. <clears throat> Harry decided to put hands on him, even when he was drunk. And Peter was like, "Oh, this is oh oh oh, this is what you yeah. doing, Harry." <laughs> yeah, slapping him up. He could have punched Harry in the chest, and it would he would kill him with that one punch. And floored him. Yeah, his chest would came out his back, and that would have <laughs> been it. And that would have been the end of the movie. Been credits. Um, but yeah, Harry just uses his anger towards Spider-Man to help him team up with Doc Ock to give him his precious tritium. Yes, so you got to say it like that. <laughs> I have to say it every time. His precious tritium the so he pow- can... The, the power of the sun. Yeah, in the palm of my hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, go read poetry to her, Peter. That shit didn't work. <laughs> She's like, what? She's like, what? What are you talking about? What? Are you, did you write this? This is terrible. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> Um, yeah, I wanted him to have more of a backbone in this. Like they were, the, the world was testing him, and I wanted him to kind of buck up. He's being don't. soft. One of the saddest moments is when uh, Aunt May thinks she's going to get a toaster, and she finds out she's not going to get a toaster. <laughs> she's like, put the ads. She brought it. Is she be up? <laughs> yeah, she brought the ads to post. <laughs> she brought the ads to, to point at the toaster. She was supposed to get a toaster. Nope. Mm-mm. We ain't doing that out here. Um yeah, I I really had high hopes for um, what octopus could look like in this, but those arms, bro, so freaking cool, yeah, cool and good that. looking. Those are definitely, yeah, those are, and they were and they were scary looking because you know obviously they had to make them a bad guy, but sheesh, I'm you know I'm a fan of a good workaround, and they didn't they didn't to me they didn't disappoint. Granted, like Osborne, he was missing the lab coat, he was missing the 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 hair. Oh, the, the hair yeah, the, the bowl cut. Yeah, yeah, the bowl, the bowl cut. cut. But yeah. I was all right with that, man, because they did. What did they give him some goggles? You know, yeah, they did. They did. So I was gonna mention the goggles yeah, at first yeah. too when I raised when I raised up my hands. Um, yeah. but um, I forgot they did kind of give him some goggles. Yeah, they gave him some goggles. Like I said, you know, they they try to do the best they could with that character. But like, I specifically remember the scene where they are operating on him to get him off. Mm-hmm. And they come to life and kill everybody in the room. Yeah, that was crazy. Like Sam Raimi's known for his horror, as we saw with Multiverse mm-hmm. of Madness and stuff, and he definitely had a lot of fun making that scene horrifying. Like he's just on his back, and the arms are just flinging people around and snapping necks. 
Remember they drugged that lady and she scratched the floor? Yeah. <laughs> it, it, was getting, it was getting real rough down there. Um, yeah, and then like I said, the train scene. Train scene's absolutely terrific. And hey, a one, bro. Everybody from every Spider-Man movie, I've seen people pay homage to the, to to Rami Trozzi, and they go back to Spider-Man Two the most. Yeah, you know? yeah. When you think about it, even they they even played up the train scene in uh, Into the Spider Verse. Mm-hmm. You know, that's one of that's one of the moments that they take from that. It's it's cinematic Spider-Man to the point that when you see um, Peter try to hold down the ferry together in Homecoming, you're like, oh, train scene. I totally I totally got that for that. Uh, but yes, great sequel, probably the best Spider-Man sequel. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yo, it's, I, I, get, <laughs> I get, I become a mess when it comes to everything Spider-Man, bro. It's, it's hard to pick yeah. from my, from my children and I don't, I feel dirty just doing that. Yeah. You know, I feel like they stand, they stand alone <clears throat> by themselves with the test of time. I'm not talking about you. Um. Amazing Spider-Man one, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, bro, that's that's just me. I just melt, uh, no. so it's, it's it's difficult. But um, shit, I'll say it's one of them. <laughs> I, I think that's fair to say it's one of them. I'll say it's one of them. Uh, fifteen years ago. We got Spider-Man 3, May 4th, 2007. Director Sam Raimi, budget 258 to $350 million. Gross $894 million. That's more than both of the previous films. Uh, Tobey Maguire, Kirsten Dunst, James Franco. Uh, coming to the you know, cast is Thomas Hayden Church, Topher Grace, Bryce Dallas Howard, and James Cromwell. Rosemary Harris returns to play Aunt May. And J.K. Simmons returns to play J. Jonah Jameson. Uh, Peter Parker has finally managed to piece together the once broken parts of his life, maintaining a balance between his relationship with Mary Jane and his responsibility as Spider-Man. But more challenges arise for our young hero. Peter's old friend Harry Osborn has set out for revenge against Peter, taking up the mantle of his late father's persona as the new goblin. And Peter must also capture Uncle Ben's real killer, Flint Marco, who has been transformed into his toughest foe yet, the Sandman. All hope seems to be lost when suddenly Peter's suit turns jet black and greatly amplifies his powers, but it also begins to amplify the most darker qualities in Peter's personality, and he begins to lose himself. Peter has to reach deep inside himself to free the compassionate hero he used to be if he's ever to conquer the darkness within and face not only his greatest enemies, but also himself. Not a good movie. That, that <laughs> description over was... overbooked. That 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 uh, description was better than the film was. Uh, IMDb of was six more organized. It was more organized than the film was. Yes, uh, IMDb score of six point two out of ten. Rotten Tomatoes sixty three percent. Metacritic fifty nine out of a hundred. None none of these are passing scores. So um, I remember. Yeah. I remember. I remember when that came out. I was already old enough to not be behooved so easily. Yes. And I was just like, wow. There were things to like about it, but I was like, the mighty have fallen. <laughs> My big thing was um, I knew from the rip. I was one of those people that's like <sighs> certain things were going to get me from the beginning. And I felt that they already missed the mark with Venom. 
in the promotional material. I already mm -hmm. felt like to them, Venom was just Black Spider Man. And mm -hmm. the fact that they casted, I remember these were my words. These are my exact words. Why did you cast, uh, you know, Homeboy from that 70s show? That 70s show. To be Eddie Brock when Brock Lesnar <laughs> is real. <laughs> and you could just airbrush him. This was a thought I had in 2007. Like, the guy's right there. He had the mm -hmm. flat top and everything. You understand? And, uh, yeah, I don't think. What, so I was already kind of fishy about that. The second thing that hit me that was like, uh, was, oh, you remember that whole first movie where you thought you caught the real killer? Well, there's a real, real killer. And then you find out, well, no, he actually wasn't the real killer. He was just a getaway driver. And the other guy was the real killer. So all of this was for nothing anyway. Waste of time. And then New Goblin. Come on. Surfboard Goblin. Surfboard uh, Winter Soldier Ski Mask <laughs> Goggles <laughs> Goblin who gets himself concussed in this movie because he can't leave well enough alone and just has like memory loss and uses it to screw with his home his best friend's girlfriend all jacked up and then mary jane not being able to keep a job stressing my man spider-man out i oh, cared man. nothing i cared nothing for that at this point oh i, buy <laughs> I didn't care film? for that at all at this point you yeah we didn't even talk mary about jane. she was oh. trying to marry j jonah jameson's son in the second film uh-huh the astronaut and the young um, and then i remember and how she came crawling back on her eight legs spider crawl mary jane mary jane <laughs> <laughs> sam raimi was deeply unhappy with how the film turned out he had hoped that the planned fourth film would have made up for it waiting on that fourth film <laughs> still waiting on it and originally, director Sam Raimi was vehemently opposed to having Venom as the villain in the film, claiming he hated Venom's lack of humanity. But Marvel producer Avi Arad convinced him to include the character, explaining that Venom had a strong worldwide following. Raimi eventually came to appreciate the character based on writer Alvin Sargent's script and actor Topher Grace's performance. However, to keep Venom's appearance a secret, he claimed during the film's casting and production that he hated the character and had no intention of including him in the film or subsequent sequels. To make amends, he then treated the audience at the two, wow, at the July 2006 San Diego Comic-Con to the first public image of Venom in the film, but it didn't have special effects. There. Oh, I think I remember. Did I see that? We, I don't want my black Spider-Man to have webs that I can see. Yeah. I just want it all black. Webs. Yeah. I just want all all black. All black. White eyes. White All sun. the teeth. But it doesn't even make <laughs> sorry. It we all on this listen, we all understand. Why why would understand. the why would the just say what we would just say what why we would the thought. alien symbiote twist the logo on his on his uniform why would it why would it corrupt <laughs> you know what I'm like why would it do graphic design and make it and make a more edgier <laughs> and make a more edgier symbol on his chest uh what do you want to laugh about on this film do you want to laugh about the fact that peter slaps up mary jane by mistake in the jazz club laugh. was this was this before or after the infamous walk that was after the walk because it had to, no, it had the to be before. Yeah, oh, no it was after the walk after the walk this is post Bully Maguire. Oh yeah, because he did that whole that whole thing in the bar, right? A jazz club. 
He has a jazz yeah. club, and he's making, he's singing, he's playing a, mu- a song for Gwen, Bryce stabbed. Dallas Howard. Before, before she would uh, be way more famous in the uh, Jurassic uh, movies, she was our Gwen Stacy and James Cromwell, the farmer from Babe, amongst other things, was uh, George Stacy, her father. So we had a thirty-five-year-old th- uh, <laughs> Gwen and, a, and an eighty-year-old uh, George Stacy. Um, what else? What else? What else? Uh, we got uh, Harry says that she tastes like strawberries or something like that. <laughs> strawberries, and then Peter's there with the doo-doo face, like he's always with the doo. He's always with the doo-doo face. They have like Spider-Man Day, like National Spider-Man Day, and he takes that opportunity to kiss a strange woman in front of everybody, knowing the it would cheap get pop, bro. Ridiculous for the cheap pop. Yeah, you're right, 100. <laughs> percent Terrible. He didn't learn nothing from his time wrestling, bro. He learned nothing. He's doing it all for the cheap pop. Um. I thought the Venom effects were pretty good. I thought the Sandman effects were pretty good. Sandman- I, I was going to say that. I thought Sandman was actually pretty decent. If anything, yeah. he um, if anybody looked the part more than anybody in that movie, it was probably him besides Spider-Man. Down to, def- the sh- down to the shirt and everything. I definitely like those fight scenes where like he would punch through him. And it would hurt him. Oh, when he's wearing the black suit. And they all, <laughs> yeah, man, yeah, yeah. When he pushes his face into the subway. And you see oh, did his you ever hear about that? Did you ever hear about that? Um, what do you call it? Uh, the the incident on set with him. No. So there's a there's a moment where they're fighting in the thing and they're like punching the walls and stuff and they're like breaking shit. There's a scene in which um, he uh, Flint Marco, Thomas Hayden Church, is supposed to punch up brick pillar and it's supposed to break or whatever so they were like all right the top of the three brick area you're gonna hit the top is brick the bottom is brick the middle is foam make sure you hit the middle so he goes in boss yeah sure thing boss so he goes he goes you know he's getting ready to throw the punch throws the punch hits the middle oh we forgot to take out the brick and we and put the foam in it was all brick he broke cut his the, hand. Cut the check. He cut broke the his hand. Check. Oh. Uh, and had to, yeah, had to be nursed. Uh, get his hand Christ. nursed because he punched. <laughs> he punched. He's just doing his job, bro. So the spider. So just, just to say, the Spider-Man movies have been stressful for some for some people. Um, Toby has been said to may have been a bit of a diva on set. There were rumors going around uh, that Joe Maganello. Um, who played Flash, Flash Thompson? Thompson. Yeah. <laughs> he was paid uh, upwards of a hundred dollars to accidentally really punch him in the face during that scene. Um, but he realized if he would have done that, he probably would have never been able to act on any other movie. Uh, having a black, you know, giving a black eye to the star of the of the film. But yeah, apparently, with all that happening with with the Raimi stuff, um, you know. Toby being kind of problematic to the point that they were thinking about recasting him for this film. Uh, one of the names that they were thinking about recasting him for was uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, which Whoa. is incredibly interesting given what Look happens later on. I'm I telling know. you, man, it all comes full circle. Um, and yeah, man, I think after a while, this movie kind of sort of became a laughing stock. That 
we're out it of hurt. Of- for me, for me, it hurt because I honestly at first tried to kind of like defend it at first. We were going through a weird phase where, and that, and in that my opinion, was kind of bad still. We were going through a weird phase where, in my opinion, Blade Two, X Men Two, and Spider Man Two, Fire, the ones of all those, all pretty looks, damn yeah. good. The three, horrible. Just that was back the, to that was back. The curse. It was like almost all of that was cursed. And it was back to back, and I'm like, what is going on? Trinity was garbage. Had a De Pomeranian and Triple H in it, you know. And then you got uh, Last Stand, and then this, and I was like, so I should just be happy for the second film. That's all I should be happy for, because when it goes f- further than this, it's all gonna fall apart. But they already started, you know, uh, already talking about. Well, we might actually start like rebooting this thing. We might actually start, you know, working on actually recasting this. Do you remember hearing about a brand new Spider-Man that wouldn't be? Um, I I did. I um I heard about it super late, and again, I still wasn't with it because I was even at the time I still wasn't hip to like backstage politicking and the and the um and the 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 recastings and the directors and stuff like that i was just in it for the ride but even at the time when a ride is bad a ride is bad you know what i mean yeah yeah apparently um they had already like came up with a release date for sam raimi that his movie was going to come out in may 6th of 2011 but in january 2010 they were like nah we're not doing it <laughs> we're just gonna start this whole thing from the beginning and according to avi Arad, he said that they were working on spider-man 4 it was the same team as the first three films but they didn't have a story that was strong enough that warranted another movie mm-hmm. with the characters which i don't really believe this guy's been kind of mucking up yeah, things <laughs> for spider-man uh for a while now um and yeah they basically were gonna reboot this entire thing and cast a brand new Spider-Man, and they ended up casting uh, Tom Holland. Tom Holland. They ended up casting Andrew Garfield, and Mark Webb would come on to direct his series of films. Getting a guy named Webb, you know, to do Spider-Man films, I thought was pretty damn interesting. Um, and he had some huge shoes to follow because the first three Spider-Man, you want to say whatever you want to say about the third one, but they were iconic. So how do yeah. you make a brand new Spider-Man, and you know? Uh, Mark Webb was talking about uh, we're not making Sam's movies again. It's a different universe with different stories and different characters. So I want to talk about <laughs> Amazing Spider-Man number one. Um, well, this is going to be hard because I was in protest from Jump Street. I didn't, didn't buy this. I didn't buy. I didn't want it at all. Okay. I didn't want it at all. And to be honest, for the first movie to to go the way it did, I I feel like I was proven right, and then I really wasn't with it after the after this one. After the second one, but the second one ends up. We'll get into the second one anyway, because you know they're good things in there. But the so first, no, Sp- so. <laughs> Spider Man One comes out. I mean, the Amazing Spider Man One comes out on July third of two thousand and twelve. Uh, it has a the director is Mark Webb. The budget is two hundred to two thirty million. Gross eight hundred and uh ninety four point nine million. So that's still pretty damn big. Um, very close to. Oh wait, did it make that? What the heck am I talking about? No, it made seven hundred and fifty eight million. So sorry about that. So it made less than three did. Um, and I think it costs almost as much, 
roughly as much. And this stars Andrew Garfield, Emma Stone, Reese Ephens, Dennis Leary, Campbell Scott, Irfan Khan, Martin Sheen, and Sally Fields. Peter Parker is an outcast high schooler who was abandoned by his parents as a boy, leaving him to be raised by his Uncle Ben and Aunt May. Like most teenagers, Peter is trying to figure out who he is and how he got to be the person he is today. Peter is also finding his way with his first high school crush, Gwen Stacy, and together they struggle with love, commitment, and secrets. As Peter discovers a mysterious briefcase that belongs to his father, he begins a quest for to understand his parents' disappearance, leading him directly to Oscorp and the lab of Kurt Connors, his father's former partner. As Spider-Man is set on a collision course with Connors' alter ego, the Lizard, Peter will make a life-altering choice to use his powers and shape his destiny to become a hero. With an IMDb score of 6.9 out of 10, Rotten Tomatoes 72, and Metacritic 66 out of 100. What did you think of Amazing Spider-Man once you've seen it? After the protest, after you put down your sword and shield? I think the first time I've seen it, really all the way through, I one of the really first times I've actually seen it, seen it all the way through was probably with you. And I still remember feeling the same way I do now. No, that suit is not it. He's trying his best. I get it, guys. But that suit is, I just, I wasn't with it, bro. Um, that suit was doo-doo. It had the yellow teeth in the eyes. I, oh, my goodness. Uh, why you do, I'm reliving pain. <laughs> I actually liked um, but the main like, Spider-Man the, one. The main, like Spider-Man himself, I, I probably would say I didn't really like. Emma Stone's Gwen Stacy was, you know, I'm He's still kind of not. I still kind of really not over that, but that's in the second movie. She's get, amazing. They're great. Yeah, Them they are. They're great. Are great. Might be my favorite Spider-Man couple. Out those two, and then they were kind of with each other, so that kind of mm-hmm. probably helped with the performance. Um, I thought his Spider-Man was good. I thought his jokey Spider-Man was good. The, like wearing, uh, as we'll get to in the second one, like wearing the fireman's helmet and mm-hmm. you know uh answering his phone call answering the phone while he's in a high-speed chase and all that kind of stuff um i thought his i i bought his spider-man his jokey spider-man more than i bought toby's because toby didn't yeah. feel like he I had felt, i did feel like it was legit i feel like toby's jokes were kind of more dry more yeah. than anything and two they were more like dad jokes are you of the same ilk that most people are that this peter parker is not dorky enough uh i think this peter parker is fine to be honest, yeah. I think yeah, this Peter I, Parker is fine. And a lot I'm not of trying to be. Too, I'm like, trying, I'm, uh, granted, I always, I always talk about it, this movie, and I always get back, get drawn back to the suit because I dislike it so much, and that kind of like makes me like makes it harder for me to pick out the things I do like in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think his Peter Parker is pretty is pretty spot on. I can give him that. I like his Peter Parker, and he's inventing shit, bro. Come on, stop. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, I mean. The suit, he did make it. It might, might not have been a great suit. He didn't make Maybe it. Maybe the web shooters. Um, yeah. Uh, Uncle Ben, this Uncle Ben and Aunt May are a bit younger in this. They get super younger when we get to the next trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, Sally, Sally Field in this and Martin Sheen. Um, I, I like that they touched on the parents. We never see anything on the parents ever anywhere. So yeah, I like anyway. that they got on. I like that they got on that there. I like Oscorp being in this film, but not the Osborns. I thought that was again, like I said, with the, I thought that was weird, especially and being into the and, and being um 
all the way into the first one because they do they they fight on the Oscorp building him in him in the yeah. lizard. Yeah, but that to me that me made Norman, sense. Norman ain't looking out the window. Like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> but to me, to me, that made sense because of the thing I was saying before that I wanted these things to exist, not just exist when I, you know, when the sequel comes up. Then you say, oh, Oscorp, it's always been here, and it's like, well, then why the hell, you know? So I like that that they were here. I like that Gwen worked for Oscorp, so they already have the ties there. Um, they do they do bring Harry out of nowhere. We'll talk about that one in the next film, but um. To me, like I said, I think his joking, his jokey stuff. I don't even think Lizard's all that great in this. I don't know why he doesn't have a snout, like it's a just, long crocodile yeah. snout. He just, just has holes in his, just holes in his face. He has like a turtle face instead of like a a long lizard's crocodile's face. Um, and I didn't like that he was naked all the time. Same thing with the first one. I'm like, what's he doing? Yeah, I don't think this film is uh perfect by any means. But I like I said, I think that. Um, like the scene with him and the lizard in the uh, library with mm-hmm. Sandy there on the headphones. Um, like they're getting him more they're inventive. Fighting. He doesn't it. hear anything. They're just jumping around. Peter's pooping his ass. Yeah, yeah. They're getting more. <laughs> yeah. They're getting more inventive with it. Even when Connor yeah. like tore his suit with just. But like, you know, it's I yeah. Like, yeah I, I like that too. Cool but it, like, it starts with the little things for me. Like, I like that stuff too. But to me, that's sh- all that extra stuff started with Spider Man too, bro. Yeah, well, Spider Man one, get... he didn't have no face. Remember, he had, he had Look, one yeah, eye. Yeah. <laughs> oh, his mask got ripped, ripped but, away. Um, I, to be honest, before we jump off of Spider Man one, uh, well, Amazing Spider Man one, um, I just wanna, I just wanna start to start over a clean slate with this one because, like I said before, the suit makes gives 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 the bad rap for me, and it leaks on, it bleeds out to the whole movie. So when they talk about Spider Man One, I kind of tend to like to kind of dismiss just, the movie it, completely, yeah, just because off the suit you. alone. Because I'm very passionate when it comes to the suit. Because every time I see it, I go, "What the hell were they thinking?" Even for Mark One, Spider Man, whatever, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> no, I could totally buy that. You know, but there are things that I do like do like in this movie. Um, I will say one thing I didn't like in this movie is the lizard uh outfit at one point he has the coat yeah at one point he has the coat but he te- tears it off anyway like the <laughs> coat just leave him with the coat i, I get that he don't want to probably wear clothes yeah. and whatever, even but... when he does become the lizard he keeps the coat on with the black pants also it, it, the idea of the lizard being of two minds felt very norman which also felt yeah. very discount you know at the time ta- at the time act is fine lizard's always been a comic book character but doing the whole like talking to yourself and recording all that kind of stuff it just it spoke to some of that same stuff. It was too. Before. It was too soon. Yeah, in my opinion, uh, we have Amazing Spider-Man two in two thousand fourteen. Release date of May second, two thousand fourteen. Directed by Mark Webb. Budget of two hundred to two hundred and ninety three million. Gross of seven hundred and nine million. Starring Andrew Garfield, Emma Stone, Jamie Fox, Dane DeHaan, Campbell Scott, M. Beth Davids, Calm Fiore, Paul Giamatti, and Sally Field. Yes, Fighting crime. Spider. Fighting crime and protecting New York City is a dangerous full-time job, and Peter Parker, two years after his battle with mega-criminal lizard in The Amazing Spider-Man, finds himself bound by his promise to, to Stacy's late father. Oh, yeah. I liked Gwen. I liked George Stacy in that first film. Dennis I like that, too. Dennis Leary? Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, a lizard? What are we, in Tokyo? Like, <laughs> you want me to go? what do you want me to do here? But when they're having the dinner table scene, 
And he's like, sir, sir, I, I just, I just think that, I just think that maybe, you know, like maybe Spider-Man's out to help. Oh, oh, so you think we're not doing our jobs as cops? So that's, what you, that's what you're trying to say? You think he's a better cop than me? Oh, oh, hey, oh, hey, oh, hey, oh. And I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, so he gets sacrificed and Connors tells him, oh, not Connors, uh, George Stacy tells him to never see his daughter again. So in this film, he's like, I got to never see her again because I promised, you know, that uh, I wouldn't. Peter's old friend Harry Osborne inherits Osborne Industries and a deadly virus from his father. And the tragic tragic accident gives birth to a new supervillain, Electro, the human power plant. Um, so you got Green Goblin, you got Electro, um, all the stuff that I just said about Gwen and, and, and the father. And they give you and they give you the rhino in the promo art. And they give you the rhino in the promo. So you know, so, this, I, this, so here's the issue. Before you even get there, I gotta say that I saw this film. I think for the first time. I want to say like on a streaming service or something. I definitely wasn't in theaters for this. And um, I remember thinking to myself, what a cool little ending. Mm -hmm. I had no idea that people had been primed to believe that Rhino was going to have like a scene scene. Like right. it was going to be in the film. So to me, it was like, oh, it's just a B, like a, you know, like a, one of his B-level villains. And that's how they're going to end the film with him. He's back to being Spider-Man. He's going to throw a... A manhole cover at him or whatever. I don't know how I would have felt if they would have, if he would have been in all the promotional material. Like, the Rhino would have been in all the promotional material, and then he fights him in the beginning and then fights him at the end. Is that what it was for you? Uh, I didn't know what it was. I remember the whole time thinking, uh, okay, but Rhino's supposed to be in this. It wasn't okay. up until I got to a certain part where I'm like, okay, but he's gonna, they, they're saving it at this point now. Because for him to jump in to any skirmish at this point is just, is going to be too left field. What did you think of the goblin virus? <laughs> I'm a I'm a bigger fan of you know Osborne getting in his chamber. Back to and formula. Stuff. Yeah. Back to formula. You can't do this to me. After everything I sacrificed. Um. um however. Yes. I adore the suit in this movie, bro. It might be my favorite. I adore this suit in this movie, with the it's white really eyes good. on the white eyes on the mask. Yep, super Ooh. white, super clear. Flames, um, dude. I love the way this film starts with the jump. You know, mm -hmm. where he jumps from that building, and you can and you see, see the, the ripples yeah, in his the clothing. ripples in his suit. Yeah, I thought that was fly as hell. The the red is super deep and dark. See, I was like dark. I was deep. coming around. I was coming around. This is the movie that was making me come around to you know. Being I like, so I'm always going to be an unapologetic apologizer for this film. I think there's really some really like boring and like messed up mm -hmm. stuff in this, but there's a lot of like to my in my opinion really solid stuff. Uh, the yeah. idea. Like I said, I said this once when we were com comparing um, Amazing Spider-Man 2 and Spider-Man 3. But the idea that a person of color with mental health would be trapped in Times Square and not know how to ask for help and not know how to reach out and to get surrounded by cops and guns drawn at them in front of them. But like, like I said, the, one of the most populated areas in the world, that shit is crazy. That, like to watch that now in 2022, mm -hmm. that's crazy. When they're like, yo, take off the hood. And you know, like, put your hand. He's like, I'm not, oh, you see me. And he says, you know, <laughs> yeah. all that shit, whatever. And I like the electro theme in this. I like that. Yeah. Weird. It's uh, me and Dan are always arguing about it. Cause I'm like, this is, it's, so fire it's like hans zimmer and somebody else yeah <laughs> what what 
they have like a little uh like a I think we get that when he fights him in Times that, Square a little bit. But that's how that's the first little that's his first little weird like I'm a weird quirky guy thing thing. Uh-huh. And then um when it gets to electro full electro it goes dubstep. Because it's like electro sounding stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's a combination of both of those things. And it's just fire. Like it's just, it was just fire. I don't dig blue electro. Um, I don't know what else you could do there. Yeah, I'm a little bit mad do. because we'll go into No Way Home. And I think he did have the chops to bring something else to mm-hmm, electro. But mm-hmm, they wanted to mm-hmm. take it this way. You know, but I thought he was amazing in No Way Home as electro, uh, Jamie Foxx. So um, there, I, I don't remember. Really... I remember thinking that um, I'm like, oh man, too many bad guys. We've been here before, bro. Yes, we have. I'm like, oh no, they're doing it again, but this time it's Sony with all the bad guys. I remember not buying Peter and Harry's friendship. Like I was just like, I don't care. Like, yeah, I, I like... did. I definitely didn't care for that. Not so much. You know, I was like, oh, maybe I, I, maybe because I didn't really care for Harry to begin with. To be honest, with you. he's just like, uh, "Hi, I haven't seen you in a couple of years. Oh, and I'm dying. Can you give me your blood?" And he's like, "No, I don't know what the fuck my blood's gonna do to you." And he's like, "No, nah, bro, just give me some of your blood." I'm like, "No, no, we're not doing that." And then he takes the blood, and then it does it, it, it gives him horrific goblin disease, and it makes his ears grow bigger and his skull and all kinds of stuff. Um, I did like the transformation scene, but I. I like my goblins primarily human with just goblin clothes. They're just crazy mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as opposed to actual goblin people. But maybe they're going a little bit closer to that ultimate green goblin brolic, which I was surprised to see in Into the Spider-Verse. We'll talk yeah, about Into that. the Spider-Verse, right? Yeah. I was I was like, hey, I know too. you. I know you. You're the um, ultimate version of this. The big problem with this film, according to multiple people, is that it did too much work trying to set up sequels and not enough work just doing what the hell. You know, yeah. I can imagine the side stuff, you know, especially with the post with the post credit. Cause you got Peter's parents and then you got and then you got the dude walking in the hallway, walking past yep. all the gear. Yep. You know? Uh yeah, the the basement of sequels <laughs> that they calling it. He went downstairs and saw all the Sinister Six's gear. Um uh, uh Felicity Jones, who plays Jen Erso in Rogue One, the main character, plays Felicia Hardy in this. So they were sprinkling the idea of Black Cat. Mm-hmm. So Black Cat's in this. Green Goblin's in this. Uh, Electro, you just said. Um, Rhino, <laughs> uh, that gentleman guy with the with the hat that comes later. And then in the middle of all this, they stick like a weird national treasure. Peter's parents plot in this where he finds tokens to a train oh, station a that becomes his, secret science lab layer i'm assuming that was going to become his headquarters what happens when he runs out of tokens he has to hop to turn metro metro card, uh, <laughs> metro card. uh so yeah uh, people feel like it was it was weighed down by all that kind of stuff i thought the i thought like i said some of the good stuff with with him and and gwen is un unbeatable in this even when he's like trying to talk her down into not helping I definitely her. I definitely like them together more, way more than Toby um, and Kirsten, to be honest. Yeah. And when, like um, I said, when he's, her, when he's trying to get her not to come to help, mm-hmm, 
And she comes anyway, and he's like, what the hell are you doing? And she's like, what did you think I was going to do? And the first time me seeing this movie was like, it was already out of theaters. It was already like probably Mm -hmm. six, seven years, maybe even more, I want to say. Yeah. But if not, then it certainly, it just feels like a long time since it was in in theaters. And seeing it for the first time, I couldn't get over Gwen Stacy's death. Because I was, like I said, I was coming around. I was genuinely like, oh, hold on. The suit is fired in this movie. He's coming around, He's coming to his own. I'm also really, I, I already had a soft spot for Emma Stone a bit prior to this. I thought Easy A was great. And I thought uh, she was great and super bad as well. She plays, mm-hmm. um, what's her name, bro? And super bad. Like, it starts with a J. Is it June? Does that make any sense? I want to say it's Jenna. No. It's Jules. Oh, Jules. Jules. I only reason why I didn't pick Jules in the beginning because I only know like fictional uh, male characters named Jules. But um, yeah, I thought she was great in this. I, like I said, I thought they were great together. Really loved the suit. Really loved the web slinging in this. Mm-hmm. Um, A1. A1. I like that that Matrix move with the where. They pause everything for a second as Electro's trying to electrocute the stairs on oh, Times he's Square. Getting doing the trick with the web shooters. And he's like backflipping. He's, he's gonna pull yeah, two was, people back from him. You know, do the thing with the cop car. Um, I loved him chilling with the fire department and wearing the fireman's hat. Yeah, like that's my hat. neighborhood I fire department. Like, fire too. They're chilling. And to be honest, now see, like we were talking and in my head, I'm thinking to myself, yeah, you know, whatever. No, bro. Goosebumps. See Goosebumps. That, that ending scene. That I was just about to say that that ending is wholesome as hell, bro. That's like top, like top three Spider-Man endings of all time. Like him crying, realizing that he has to do this thing, even though his girlfriend dies, wearing the suit and seeing that little boy stand up mm-hmm. to Rhino for him and being like, "No, bro, don't worry, I got it from I got it from here. Thank you for for you know." And then he grabs the megaphone. He's talking shit and throws the microphone like all of all of that, and then the music swells up. Rhino's running towards him. He does the whole whoop de doo with the with the manhole cover or the rocket. Or so good, bro. That's like you can't beat that. But the thing is, I saw that not knowing what they had promised everyone. Yeah, realize I didn't realize that they had possibly promised a bunch of people, you know, that Rhino was going to be in it, and then Electro, and then Green Goblin. Because even if you were in this for Green Goblin, there's not much Green Goblin. Yeah. You know, so yeah, I don't really know who they were trying to please with this, but too many masters. The heights that is tours in this are higher than some of the others, but some of the lows, pretty rough, pretty rough. And the only Spider-Man not to get a trilogy, bro. Only Spider-Man not to get a trilogy. You know why? Because in less than three years, they come up with another Spider-Man franchise. But this one, I think will be spoken about a bit more from the heart because it'll be more, be more organic because Jarvis, you were sitting alongside me as we watched the uh, Captain America Civil War trailer mm-hmm. for the first time. And it ended with our first seeing of MCU Spider-Man. Um, talk me, talk me through that. Talk me through what you could remember about realizing. First of all, that I was, first of all, they didn't even, he wasn't even booked for that. <laughs> no, no. We were we were led to believe he wasn't even booked for that at first. Yeah, remember yeah. that? I, we yeah. were, I was just already set for Civil War, bro. Yeah, 
And that, and that was the first time. Getting and that was the first time I've ever seen. And that was the first time I've ever seen them do the switcheroo on any character, on leaving somebody out purposely from a trailer, anything, right. dude. Until the movie came and it was like, holy crap! They really kept him out of that, out of that spot. He was standing right there. Well, know, we got right that. We got that. We got the Underoos trailer shot. Yeah, that was always there, but we didn't initially have the run-up shot. Mm-hmm. Of them walking towards each other, they had cleared all yeah. that up. The initial trailer for that didn't have that, and then eventually we would get um, one that had Spider Man in it, and it blew up. And he was a little kid, like he was younger, yeah. the youngest that we've ever seen Spider Man ever get portrayed, which is something I have always been dying for. Um, he kind of had a bit of the accent, like it comes mm-hmm. and goes. Hey, but he kind of had a bit of, the, I think more in Homecoming, he has like more of the Brooklyn, where he goes to the corner store, to the bodega and shit, mm-hmm. starts talking to the guy, <laughs> a little bit of that, hey, uh, make sure you, uh, you know, toast the, toast the bread <laughs> up there. Um, but talk a little bit to me about Tom Holland as Spider-Man prior to watching uh, Homecoming. So Civil War. Um, my, and man, my, man to- 50, my man 50 grand. Oh man, I only got good things to say, bro. Yeah. Um. I only got good things. So you were never one of these Iron Man Junior types? Nah, never. I was like, he's gonna come. He's gonna Iron come Boy. to his own because he's. <laughs> it's like everybody and everybody's. Were, and like I was telling people that were complaining that he was too young. I'm like, what? He's too young. This this means we could get him for like we'll have him for like 40, 50 years if we want. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, listen, we can get all the stories we want. He's he's yeah yeah I don't yeah I don't see the 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 you know end game if you will you know it i was be. i was dude i was so happy so you weren't like ticked that we were immediately getting another spider-man no and the suit was fire right off the bat i love the suit right off the bat bro and he still cap shield in the trailer yeah the suit was kind of metal the, this was the first time us seeing like black being put so much into the blue and the red Mm-hmm. You know, he had the like the he had the very stylish armbands and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I was like, oh, okay, so it takes away. But you knew exactly what I what what headed for everybody else when they did that trailer and they showed you know uh, that Spider Man was going to be in it. He had the expressive eyes. Mm-hmm. He had the eyes. You see, they <laughs> open and close, and we were like, hey, this everyone. is all we wanted. This is all we wanted. We want a young kid with the expressive eyes who can tell the jokes. And kind of be piffy and all that kind of stuff. I think it's tremendous casting. I know, like I said, a lot of people have problems with the with the characterization because they feel like he's Iron Man Jr., where he should have came up with a lot of this stuff on his mm-hmm. own. And I'll agree that he might get ha- might be too on Iron Man, but he does create a lot of his own stuff. He does yeah, he make does. a lot of his own stuff. Um, as a matter of fact, almost and, all of and uh, it's also implied in Civil War that he's uh, somewhat of a dumpster diver. Yeah, he they saw him with a he comes in with a VHS in 2017. He's walking into his house with a VHS. Which Somebody means he's, had that in their house for 30 years and threw yeah, it away. Yeah, and he's finally gonna get to watch those old pornos he's been hiding underneath his, underneath his bed. <laughs> with Aunt Bay. Um well we get Spider-Man Homecoming in 2017, release date of July 7th, 2017, directed by John Watts, budget of 175 million, gross of 880.2 million, starring Tom Cute. Holland, Michael Keaton, John Favreau, Gwyneth Paltrow, Zendaya, Donald Glover, Jacob Batalon, uh Laura Harrier, 
Tony Revolori, Booking Woodbine, Tyne Daly, Marissa Tomei, and Robert Downey Jr. Thrilled by his experience with the Avengers, young Peter Parker returns home to live with his Aunt May. Under the watchful eye of mentor Tony Stark, Peter begins to embrace his newfound identity as Spider-Man. He tries to return his normal return to his normal daily routine, distracted by thoughts of proving himself to be more than just a friendly neighborhood superhero. Uh, Peter must soon put his powers to the test when the evil vulture emerges and threatens everything that he holds dear. Good about this. Um, all of it. All of it. Yeah. I'm a bit I'm a bit cold on homecoming. I don't dislike it. Yeah. But I I rarely feel the urge to watch it. Um my thing is they um I like that they use uh um I like that they use Tony to like kinda get him over. Yes. But he kinda didn't really need Tony. But I think that's a lot of people's him, beef with them, yeah. But they also use them. They use Tony for cheap pop. Yeah, yeah. They well, he is. I appreciate that because at the time I was still, you know, popping every time Tony popped up anywhere. But um, cheap pop, baby. <laughs> it was a cheap pop. Um, they don't bring him around for the other two. I think he's dead for both of them. Yeah, he's definitely dead for one of them. Is he dead for no realm? Yeah, he is, right? Far from home? I want to check now. He totally is, bro. Yeah, he is. 2019. Yeah. Him dead. So, yeah, he's only in the first in the first one. Um, I like the idea of Vulture being somebody who really was going to clean up the Chitauri Avengers stuff and um, ends up getting that job taken from him by damage control which are the same people that are been attacking kamala khan <laughs> this whole time with the drones and stuff like that so they've always kind of been shitty um this had a imdb score of 7.4 out of 10 rotten tomatoes 92 percent and metacritic 73 out of 100 um the big deal was that february of 2015 a year before civil war and a year after yeah, literally a year after Amazing Spider-Man 2, Sony made a deal with Marvel to share film rights for Spider-Man, integrating the character into the established MCU. The following June, um, so June of 2015, Holland was cast as the title character and Watts was hired to direct. This was followed shortly by uh, the hiring of the writing team. And in April of 2016, the film's title was revealed which was the month before Civil War came out. It said, we're getting a Spider-Man movie. It'll be coming out uh, next year, and it'll be called Spider-Man Homecoming, which we all thought was cute. Yeah, we were losing it at that point. <laughs> oh, we my all, God! We all thought it was cute because he was coming home. Yeah, he, he was coming coming yep. to Marvel and to his friends and stuff like that, and that was the, the big deal. Um, I like... So I'm, like, of two minds. I like that there's a lot of MCU integration in this, but sometimes I wonder that this franchise hasn't really found the balance. Does that make sense? I understand. It's just it. Sony makes you uneasy. That's what it is. Yeah, like I definitely want Spider-Man to stand on his own, but I also want him to deal with the MCU and the ramifications of that. Mm-hmm. But I feel like you they only know how to do one or the other. Like the second one, the second film just stays in another country across the world, <laughs> you know, for the whole for the whole film and it's like what about the bigger mcu implications what about everything that's going on in new york 
at the moment and stuff like that. So it's it's one of those things where they pull me in different directions. I never had these questions with the original Sony Spider-Man films because they didn't exist in the MCU. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I get, I kind of, you know, um, I can't be happy. I guess this is what it is. This is what I'm trying to say. I can't be happy because it's like, if I see him on, if I see him on screen in the MCU, I want him to play around and reference other people there. Like other I think peeps. No Way Home, probably No Way Home is the best combination of what I'm trying to talk about here. Mm-hmm. But we get enough of his own his his characters, his life, his what he's dealing with, but also the greater MCU stuff with the, oh, let me go talk to Doctor Strange. Like the idea mm-hmm, that that's mm-hmm, even an mm-hmm. option. Right, 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 right. Of course, like, that's so big to me. Um, but in this, I would say that the shining light to me in this was Vulture. It was Michael yeah. Keaton. I dug, I dug Michael Keaton. Oh, he's like, I'll kill Michael you Keaton. and your whole family. And your whole family. <laughs> yeah, and right in the back, because I'll kill you and your whole family. Yeah, and man. And everyone you love. And he's not even a sadistic guy. He's just like a no. blue-collar yeah. worker. Yep, just casually. I got Spider-Man in my backseat. I know he's Spider-Man. Bro, they drugged that man all the way to Morbius. <laughs> <laughs> Who let them do that, bro? He fell through a portal, bro. I also thought, what a cool workaround. Instead of being like a weird bird person, he just had wings like a vulture, but the cool green dot ooh, eyes in the helmet. Those, those so ooh, cool. Nice touch. Super nice touch. cool. And they made him horrifying when they would just show like the talon. When he would land or, gra- or grab Peter from the, from the beach. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was fire. When he grabbed him to go all the way up to drop him, I thought that was fire. Yeah, and you get the POV from you get the POV from Peter's perspective, and it's just these metal <laughs> claws trying to rip your head off. Uh, super, super cool. We met. What's his? What's his? Uh, Friday. Can you remember? Oh, not not um, not Edith. Friday. It's not. It's not Edith. It's not Jacosta because they show you Jacosta. <laughs> um. 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 Oh man, I I have it at the tip of my head, bro. And I would and I would um tell you to think to wait because I I have it, but we don't, you know I don't want to take up Jarvis, Edith, Friday, and who? Oh, <laughs> Ooh, I, the voices in my head and everything, dude. Holy cow! Oh. go ahead, do it. I don't know. <laughs> you don't know? No, I right, so now we definitely whoever gets it first. Wow, right, but what, what are you thinking about? Somebody's at home yelling it at us right now. Wow. Yeah, somebody is at home. Yeah, it's a woman, isn't it? Yes, it is. 100%. <laughs> I, yo, it's, it'll be crazy if it's Friday, though. You think it is Friday? That's cool. Let's, let's see. Karen. Karen. Holy cow, Karen. it's Karen. That, yeah, that's not a good name. No wonder, no wonder they didn't nope, reference did it again. That did not age well at all. That's why they never referenced it again. Karen. He didn't want to be calling the Karen. Yeah, you don't want to be calling the Karen when something's going on in New York City. Tell me. I'm telling you. This is Karen. Free guy. Um, but yeah, Karen. Um, what do you think of... of him messing around with an AI, a, a Stark. I thought suit. that was, I thought that was dope because I'm a sucker for all of that stuff. So every time he he's messing around with the, the suit, I'm like him, just like looking around, seeing what I noticed. I noticed the web, I noticed different webs. She says he's got like a, so many options, like hundreds of options of webs and stuff. Um, Insta kill mode. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was funny. 
Um, one of the best moments of this film, in my opinion, is the moment we got from comic books where he is Come underneath. Man. Yeah, man, that was that yeah. was fire. I think about yeah. that. I think about that moment a lot too. That's and fire. he's he's wearing the regular pajama stuff. Yep, no suit, no nothing. We just out here homemade gear. Yep, get out of this ourselves. And we got out of ourselves covered in blood. I'm gonna be the friendly neighborhood Spider Man. <laughs> he gets it. Ha <laughs> ha. Um, and I like, I do like, um, not Genki, <laughs> Ned. <laughs> yeah, but that's what you want to say. Yeah, because it is Genki, damn it. Because it is Genki. <laughs> um, also, this is the introduction of Michelle Jones, uh, Zendaya. What do you think? I'm, I'm okay with it. I, I like her being, you know, kept to herself and whatnot, being kind of woke, but not overly woke. <laughs> I was wondering why they just why were they playing around with the Mary Jane of it all for so long? I can't just give right. it to her. Um, I guess they wanted to be a slow burn, you know. Yeah, those two puppies, those love puppies, are fifteen years, or fifteen years, five years now since this. So, so it's cool. I feel to see like we're gonna together. see. Hopefully, they make their way back to each other in the in the um, Spider Man franchise. I'm not getting too far. I like that Shocker was in this for like half a second. Yes, he was. Uh, so was the Prowler. Oh yeah, um, Donald Aaron Glover, right? Davis as yeah, D- Donald Glover as Aaron Davis. He mentions having a nephew mm-hmm. and stuff. So Miles, perhaps Miles confirmed question mark. So that's there. Um, trying to think. I'm trying to think of what else about Homecoming. Love the vulture. Love the suit. Love the inclusion of Chitauri Tech. Um, love the damage control. Didn't like. Felt safe. Yeah, 100% safe. I think that's why I can't safe. really pick out. I really can't pick out a, a dislike. And I, I, it's crazy because when I talk about that, some people get at me because I'm like, they think I'm being too overly. You know, like I'm trying to put it too over or something. I'm just like, bro, it's like, what do you, what do you want from me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the thing is, it, it, you know what's, what's, I, you know, what I think was what got me, what jacked me in my head up, is that why we hadn't gotten a lot of great Spider-Man movies back to back. At this point, we had gotten about ten years worth of good Marvel movies back to back. Mm-hmm. So making a good Marvel movie wasn't impressive to me anymore. And making a good Spider-Man movie to me, I knew could happen. So this was both of those happening, and I was happy for it. But it was like, okay, now that this is done, we go up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, now that we've exactly. laid the Now where we going for here? Yes, because we've, we haven't been able to make a competent Spider-Man movie in like 10 years. You know what I'm saying? So now we have one. And it's it's super safe because we just need it. We need a bunt. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? That's all we need. We just need to get on base. And now we're on base. So what are we gonna do now? Um, I also think like what a what a benefit that he got to play around in the Avengers movies as well, right? Mm-hmm. Like in between this one and the next one, we would have all all of Infinity War, all of Endgame. You know what I'm saying? All that time you know spent in space. You're an Avenger now, kid. Iron Spider suit, all that stuff that all that stuff that happens there. Um, and then, you know, not feeling too good, Mr. Stark. And then coming back to life to find out that Mr. Stark is dying. So he in his mind it's, it's bananas how they already put us through it with just 
<laughs> just that, just all of that. In his mind, he died, and then he woke up, and then his mentor died like an hour later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that all, you know. He didn't. He didn't see those five years, so he blinked. He disappeared. And he came back. Came back for, and oh, for, for a half an hour, an hour, and homie, homie's dead. So uh, it's rough out there in these streets. We'll move on to Spider-Man Far From Home. Are we going to do that? No, we're going to move on to Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. 2000. Curveball. I said said what I said. I said that I needed a competent Spider-Man movie. And I said that we finally got one with with Homecoming. And I wanted to see where we were going to go to next. I will preface this by saying I went to go watch this movie as a joke in the middle of the afternoon because I was bored and so was Roger, my roommate at the time, and we were both inebriated and we decided to go watch this film because at the very least, I would know the characters in it. It's a Sony Mm -hmm. film, so who knows what's going to happen, but at the very least, I'll recognize some people in it. Halfway through that film, I'm like, this might be the greatest thing I've ever watched in my entire life. Yes, right? Like, why is this so good? And right now, it is my, what I call my benchmark for a good comic book movie. It has to take me through the emotional roller coaster that this movie did with the action, with the heart, with the humor, all of it. This movie did all of it for me. It made me sad. It made me happy. It made me laugh. Chris, uh, Nicolas Cage as, <laughs> as Spider Man Noir. I don't know what this is, but I'm taking it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what to say every time he comes. Oh, bro, dude, it's I, like, I like I like punching Nazis and drinking egg cream. Egg cream. Where's the wind coming from? We're in a basement. Everywhere I go, the wind follows, and the wind it smells like rain. <laughs> he just says random badass, random badass lines. So freaking good. Ah, oh, so let me get all the homework out of the way before I keep gushing. Uh, budget of ninety million, it grossed three hundred and seventy-five point five million. Uh, director Bob Per Perchetti, Peter Ramsey, and Rodney Rotham. It had a release date of December fourteenth, two thousand eighteen. It starred Shamik Moore, Jake Johnson, Haley Steinfeld, Mahershala Ali, Brian Tyree Henry, Lily Tomlin, Laura. Luna Loren Velez, John Mulaney, Kamiko Glenn, Nicholas Cage, and Lee Schreiber. Bro, all the voices in this are fantastic. Kingpin in this is mafioso in a way that he's not been before. He's like, hey, oh, mm-hmm. wait, Spider-Man. I'm gonna he go. Got, uh, he got Tombstone by his side. <laughs> yeah, we, we got Tombstone. We got a Hispanic Scorpion mm-hmm. in this. <laughs> like, what? All the voice acting in this was great. Jake Johnson has like the Peter Parker getting taken down a peg. Peter Parker just being Peter B. Parker, kind of a, not a scumbag, but kind of like a low life, kind of like a you know. Bro, we got we got the death of Spider Man. That hit me hard, bro. I didn't know yeah. that was gonna be so heavy on my soul in that yeah, theater, I, and I went with my wife to go see that movie. You know, and I'm just sitting there like this movie is so good. Why do I care so much? I feel like it was the real Peter Parker that you know that bit the dust, and now I gotta sit here without a Peter Parker, but also try to be happy. Did I have Miles next to me? You know, you, you know, you know what it was for me, and I, I'm gonna get into that in a second. I already knew that that Peter Parker something was gonna happen to him, right? Because it was Chris Pine, and we already knew that Jake Johnson was playing Peter B. Parker. That mm-hmm. Peter Parker was blonde. This Peter Parker, the Peter Parker that we saw in all the trailers, had like a five o'clock shadow. So I already knew that he wasn't long for this earth. What got me, honestly, 
was not only the death of Spider-Man, but watching New York react to it. There was something really sad and really jacked up about watching my (laughs) my city and the the depiction. Like it, (laughs) this movie is the greatest movie of all time. You see, you see. the depiction of people just turning on their phones and only having the phone light shine on them as they read the news that Spider-Man has died, all of that. And then you're there and you're sad and you're thinking about all this stuff and you fucking hear Stan Lee's voice. And he died that year. And you hear Stan Lee's voice and you look up and he's there and he's like, you know, he's one of my favorites. And the suit will fit you, you know, uh, the, the suit fits everyone eventually. But it's like a joke on him being cheap, which is an even funnier thing there. <laughs> but even when, even when, like Mary Jane, Mary Jane's giving the eulogy, bro. St. Patrick's Cathedral in the city, and he's like, you know, anyone could be it. You, you can be a hero. And then he's like, I will be a hero. And the person next to him is like, I don't think she not, was talking to you. Not you specifically. <laughs> <laughs> and like, every time, every time you want to think about like. Like it gets too sad as a joke. It gets too funny. It breaks your heart. Um, Uncle Aaron, the Uncle Aaron of it all, bro. All that. The 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 hey, the 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 the. Let, show me, let me tell you something. You know how many times I have to see Peter Parker die during the week because my daughter just loves that movie, bro. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I'm scarred uh, for life. I've seen Peter Parker die more than any human more than any human should, <laughs> should be able to see that the prowler in that is terrifying dude that weird noise what, what is that what even is that <laughs> this is kind of weird animal noise you take it you take it as like a mate like a not a mate i call feel like that. i'm being prowled upon you know <laughs> yeah and then that music when he chases him for the first time he sees him, he chases him, just builds and builds and builds. The lighting in the in the in the whole thing, the webs thing is amazing because he's a guy who just really figured it out last week and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's all mm-hmm. like sloppy, but in his own style. Like I said, Prowler is amazing. Um, I thought Spider Ham, uh, you know, they made fans. Spider Ham and uh, Spider Gwen, the robot spider, and all that stuff. Um, and then. The guy from Eternals, the guy who plays Fastos in Eternals, uh-huh, uh-huh. is the guy who plays the father in this. Mm-hmm. And like I said, we got the moments of the web slinging, all that kind of stuff. What about the talk through the door? What about when Miles is? Strapped I feel like I feel like that's a little that's a little underrated that moment. Right I think there. it is too, but it's I super feel like that real. Was a underrated. Yeah. That shit is super real. And the how many actor- times? How many times have 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 you been probably mad at your parents and? They got to be the one just to hold that conversation at the end of the conversation. You just don't want to say nothing because he's just, you know, yeah. upset or going through it. Granted, you're not tied to the chair or webbed up. And you can't do anything, but they, I feel like they they hit home with that a little bit. That and man. what a weird position to be in is like, I told you not to be around this guy because he was he's a problem. And now yeah. he's dead. And I have to tell you that he's dead. And he's my brother. <laughs> You're like, all of that, all of that. And then, and then, what's up, Danger? The greatest. Leap of faith. One of the greatest mo- moments in cinema history. Not even think. When that's happening in the theater for the first time, I'm getting up. I'm like, what, what are you about to do mm-hmm. here, bro? What are we doing here? And that music hits. And it obviously, like, if you listen to the song, 
as is, it's a banger of a song. But mm -hmm. in the film, they they pair it with the score, so mm -hmm. the horns oh, come in. Yeah, I, and I'm I, like, yeah. oh, yeah, bro. And I'm like, what? This is so fucking cool. I, and, my daughter, my daughter will have that, have the movie on in the living room, bro. And let's say she's yeah. just like playing with her toys while the movie's on, and the leap of faith scene would would start, and she'll drop everything to to watch. No matter, like, even if she's in the room and she hears it, she'll come out to come watch. Oh, Whatever awesome. she's doing in the living room, she'll stop to watch. And to be honest, every time that that scene is on, and if I'm yeah, around, both stop I'll to just watch. come around. Yeah, we both yeah, stop to watch, bro. <laughs> we'll stop to watch until it's over. And then either one of us will keep watching or we'll just keep it pushing. <laughs> I, I... When this movie had came out, I have already been doing comic book click for two years. I've only been doing the podcast for one. And I was really trying to find what I liked about comics and what I liked in comics. And one of the things was, you know, just good people just genuinely being good people. But I find that a lot of people find that stuff corny. It's the reason why people don't really like Superman all that much, right? But they found a way to make Miles a good guy and not a corny good guy. You know, they found a way to make Peter B a good guy, but not a corny good guy. Like they're not stick in the mud. They're not goody two shoes. Um, possibly because Peter B. Parker's wearing sweatpants and he's, you know, <laughs> he's a bit more uh, crazy and out there. But like when that movie ended and he basically gave the speech about like anyone could wear the mask, I was just, I, I was like, this is all I wanted. Was so spot on. Bro. I was like, this is all I, 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 it's what I've been trying to tell people, but couldn't uh, articulate and the film articulated it and it was absolutely perfect. Um, it turns out that this film was created because, um, well, it, they, they remember when Sony got hacked in 2014. <laughs> so mm -hmm, after mm -hmm. Maze Spider-Man 2 came out, Sony got hacked. And that's how they found out they were making a Madam Web movie, which apparently they seemingly are. They were going to make an Aunt May movie. And then they were going to call these guys, uh, Phil Lord and Christopher Miller. They were going to get to do Spider, uh, Spider-Man, uh, humorous, uh, animated comedy film. I'm so glad they added the level of seriousness to this film that they did. I'm they so needed, glad they needed to. I feel like we would have. I feel like we would have laughed at it instead of laughing with it. But you know, like I love that he didn't have a big moment with his parents. You're not my dad, or you know, uh -huh, uh -huh. Tony, Tony. He didn't do any of that. He didn't do any of that. Like when he has the worst out of his life, he comes home, mm -hmm. and they take him in. And the father tries to like throw a bit, whatever. <laughs> right, right, right. What was it? What, what was it? Uh, no, that um, it sounded like they're like, do you guys think that Spider Man's a good guy, whatever? And he goes, oh, you know, <laughs> <Spider -Man? laughs> come on now, yo, that lie, yo, that lie there, man. It felt like family. It felt like home. that was so real, like, <laughs> um, it did to me. That film did what Spider Man One did for the new fan. You know, the first Spider-Man film, if you didn't, didn't know anything about Spider-Man, had to get you stoked to, to you know, take on Spider-Man in general. This film, to me, did that because I liked Miles prior. I always liked Miles. Mm -hmm. But seeing this version, hearing a reggaeton in my, in my movie, seeing right, the Puerto right. Rican flag in the background, graffiti, they played Biggie. They were hypnotized <laughs> in a Spider-Man movie. Getting all that couldn't beat it i said you know what man and it's still it's still up there for me now people are always getting at me because they'll tell me to watch something and i'm like it was all right <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it was good it was all right 
But unless you're trying to make me feel like Spider Verse, man, ain't nothing gonna ain't nothing gonna hit like that. Um, let's round this off with the last two films in this. Uh, we have Spider Man Far From Home, which comes out in July second, two thousand and nineteen. Direct. Oh, so there's nothing bad to say about Spider Verse because there's nothing bad to say about Spider Verse. I was even I was even thinking of saying that it wasn't long enough, but I think it's a perfect length. I've I think never heard one bad. I never heard any piece of slander against um into the Spider Verse. I fight people. I fight people. Mm-hmm. It, but it's right up there. Like I always tell people, same thing with like Lego Batman. Like Lego Batman understood the assignment. If you've never mm-hmm. seen it. Go out, check it out. Good thing. Um, director John Watts, budget of 160. This film, I believe, is the first Spider-Man film to break $1 billion. Spider-Man Far From Home at $1.132 billion. Stars Tom Holland, Samuel Jackson, Zendaya, Kobe Smothers, John Favreau, J.B. Smooth, Jacob Batalon, Martin Starr, Marisa Tomei, and Jake Gyllenhaal. Shortly after the cataclysmic events of Avengers Endgame, Peter Parker is yearning for normalcy in his post-blip world. To blow off steam, Parker and his classmates from the Midtown School of Science and Technology go on a two-week summer field trip to Europe, and this time, he's determined to ask his crush MJ out. However, Nick Fury, the no-nonsense founder of the Avengers, has other plans in store for the 16-year-old superhero. As the elementals, all-powerful interdimensional creatures formed from primary elements, start to materialize on Earth, wreaking havoc on the world surprisingly only one man has stood up to this new formal threat and his managed to tell the tale mysterio a brave new hero as mankind's latest adversary threatens to wipe venice off the face of the earth spider-man joins forces with mysterio to lend a hand in the battle imdb 7.4 out of 10 rotten tomatoes 90 percent metacritic 68 point uh, 68 out of 10 um and i was just Talking about these guys, the script for Spider-Man Far From Home was written by Chris McKenna and Eric Summers. In addition to having written Spider-Man Homecoming, the two have collaborated on blockbuster projects like Ant-Man and the Wasp, Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle, and the Lego Batman movie. What do you think about Far From Home, player? Uh, I thought it was an excellent... No, um, less Tony. Right? That good or less bad? Tony. You know, I think that was good because, you know, they're starting to give him some more leeway to stand on his own. But, but, Mysterio, you, he's just a, he's just a liar. (laughs) Big fat phony. Jake Gyllenhaal impressed me in this. He has a good, like, good everything. I didn't even think, I didn't think he, I didn't think, like, some of the people that they cast, I'm just off the bat, like, I have to wait for the movie to, to actually see it, to, you know, but. I didn't think I didn't think it was gonna be so. He brings it all of it. Yeah, he bring he he definitely brings it. I was trying to look for a specific word, but I'm I'm, I'm glad you stepped in there. <laughs> I'm embarrassed by how often I said that he is a good looking man in the when the first time we actually recorded a a, a review for this, mm-hmm. I went out of my way to tell people that yes, Jake Gyllenhaal is a very handsome man in this, <laughs> and um. Like it's the shades, bro. You believe him as a white meat baby face, and then when he turns heel, you believe him as a heel. And um, the suit is amazing. Yeah, like the best you could ever ask for for a Mysterio suit. The mind games also incredibly amazing. Uh, that I think is the best part of this film for me when he starts messing with his mind and he sees all the Mysterios and he's I in the hourglass and the zombie Tony Stark. 
the mental illusions. When he did all those mental illusions just to back him up to get hit by a truck? Yeah. It was, was, a, it was a train. Too. It was train, a train. Yeah. That was bugged out too. I was like, damn, what are we doing out here? Uh, Nick Fury basically puts him on the job, says all the other people are busy. We find out that it's not actually Nick Fury. It's Talos and I think his wife. Uh, two scrolls. I guess all that stuff is going to be answered in Secret Invasion. Um, new suits. What do you think? All black night monkey and red and black. Uh, I like with the, a white logo on the back. Yeah, I like the um, I like the night monkey suit. Um, I thought I was gonna like the black and red suit a little bit more. Yeah. Um, is it just is it I just like, there for you? Um, it's a little bit on the fire side. I can't lie. I like that the <laughs> I like that the um that the white spider on the back turns into parachute. I thought that yes, was dope. that's pretty cool. Um, and then we, I think those are the only two, right? And the, uh, yeah, those are the only two. He doesn't Night rock Mon- the Iron Spider. No, Night Mon- probably at the, at the beginning, maybe, but that's pretty much it. But no, not even because they're already, they're already on the other side of the pond, if you will. If you will. Um, yeah, you're right. I think that's he didn't bring anything with him. And then they have the night monkey stuff from Shield. Uh, May, uh, May actually was the one that packed the suit, and he, I think he left it anyway. <laughs> they end up getting it from the Happy brings him the vehicle. Remember that has the the thing that makes things, <laughs> mm-hmm. the thing that makes um suits. And you get that moment where he puts his hand through the hologram like Tony oh, does. Man, that was that was fire. Oh my god, when um. Happy's having the conversation with him about Tony and shit. Yeah, and he there just puts his arm through, and then he just what? Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh I'll my take, god, you get dressed. I'll take care of the music. <laughs> uh, I was like, this is oh, happy you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> MJ knows he's Spidey. She sussed it out. What do you think? Was, I mean, she said it was obvious. Yeah, yeah. So smart girl. Super smart girl. I mean, but, I mean, I think I think it's because he likes her. I mean, she likes him because she be I looking also, at she be looking at him like that. That's all. <laughs> what I also think it was kind of cool, like this whole thing, like he was trying to get her a gift. Think of the perfect time to to ask her out, but he's going mm-hmm. through all this other stuff. The 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 school trip felt a bit weird. The school trip part of it. Okay. I don't know why. Um, I think it's because they did it in the first film too. They went to the, the Washington. Oh, Rangers. so they went to Washington, right? Yeah, but he, he's still it, in school. <laughs> it feels weird to be away and still have his classmates as part of the plot, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Because this is the first time it's ever happened. All the other mm-hmm. Spider-Man movies I've ever seen, he never saw any of his classmates but in school. Mm-hmm. But now we got like Betty Brant and Ned. They're having a hookup kind of because <laughs> he has the hat. It was the power of the sexy hat and all that. Um, Mysterio brings up the idea of the multiverse. You know, labels this one 616. That rat bastard. He's the first one to start it, even though he was lying, like you were just talking about. He was lying. Totally lying. Um, but doesn't matter because we do have a multiverse. Um, what do you think of the idea the of multiverse Mysterio? is real? What do you think of the idea of Mysterio being another person? trying to get back at Tony Stark for doing shitty things? First of all, I was just like, I was, they hooked me in with the multiverse stuff at first. 
And then I was just like, oh, you're from here. <laughs> you just disgruntled. <laughs> Very upset. The, the small guy, the small guy was the guy who got yelled at by Obadiah. Yeah. So like that, that was man one. I was like, damn, you've been dealing with this from like two, you know, when this all started. He I can't, well, I, you can't, you couldn't be, if it was one person you couldn't be mad at, it was going to be that guy from Iron Man 1. Right. <laughs> couldn't be right. mad at him. <laughs> What'd you think about Spider-Man is Peter Parker? I thought that was ingenious. Uh, also uh, a very, um, very good contingency plan. Well, they, they, it was volleyball. Like they, hit it up and then they spiked it because mm -hmm. you're playing the game with them they hit it up in the air 20 feet when you see jk simmons again and you go wait what what's going on here and mm -hmm. by the time yeah. you look up, yeah by the time you look up mysterio is spiking down spider-man is peter parker and you don't even have time to finish because cut credits and we're i'm also i'm also gonna big up the um the spider sense the peter tingle Bev up in this i wish they like had fully established it because they still don't even really establish it in the next one either it's kind of like uh -huh. something that we believe he has he might mm -hmm. have that's kind of there yeah but not yeah. for bread mm -hmm. they don't have spider senses for bread so um in this yet yeah, him that whew, he closes his eyes yeah he starts murking those projectors in the dark really really cool stuff really really good stuff i i really 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 dug that they've done um, that very well the evolution of his spider sense. i do think though i do think this is the least spider-man movie i've watched out of all of them the least spider-man-ish movie yeah no, like the one I no the one i literally have watched the least oh okay and it's not even the worst not even nowhere close to the worst i just again like <laughs> I was you gonna know. say I was like, eh, I don't know. He's just in his clothes, his street clothes, really in the beginning more. So, yeah, and he's night monkey for a little bit of it. So maybe that's maybe that's what I'm feeling from it. It yeah. could totally be that. We we saw we saw what we thought the highest that Spider Man could rise with Spider Man into the Spider Verse. We're like again, oh. and then the MCU was batting a thousand with endgame and everything else like that all the spider-man movies were on base yes and now and now it's time to come home but <laughs> a grand slam literally like i don't even know like what else to say like spider-man no way home uh released december 17 2001 directed by john watts Wait, where did I put that thing? Oh, I, even yeah, even before when we were trying to look up Homecoming, it was giving me No Way Home because that's all anyone's been talking about. We're not even a full year removed from this film being in Which theaters. Which is crazy. It that's feels good. like a while ago. Do you ago, feel? Do you feel? Yeah, bananas, it feels right? like a while ago. Yeah. Uh, it's John Watts, um, and the synopsis is with his identity compromised like we just said mysterio told everybody he's peter parker uh right after the spectacular confrontation with superhero charlatan mysterio in far from home peter parker is now with his back on the wall on the run and having no one to turn to for advice desperate peter seeks a radical and equally dangerous solution to right a wrong utterly unaware of the grave consequences of his ill-devised decision and as the unfoundable multiverse expands with a vengeance, formidable adversaries from a not-so-distant past 
to see closure, demanding uh, the spider's head on a platter. But when there's no way home and nowhere to hide, whom can Peter trust? IMDb 8.3 out of 10. Metacritic 90. Oh, Ryan Tomatoes 93%. And Metacritic 71 out of 100. Um, yeah, man, no way home. So, first and foremost, I want to say, because this, like I said, this will be the last film that we cover and it's probably going to be short as well. But we go in depth in the entire trilogy of. The, the MCU trilogy of Spider-Man. All those episodes are on the Major Issues podcast, including the episode that we cover um, into the Spider-Verse. I think the Raimi trilogy we haven't covered outright, um, but we have compared them. So if you want to mm-hmm. listen to our, which was worse, uh, Amazing Spider-Man 3 or, sorry, Amazing Spider-Man 2 or Spider-Man 3, you know, there's enough Spider-Man to go around all on the Major Issues podcast. But this was the magnum opus. This was, you know, I don't know how you can get bigger Band than this. service right here. Yes. Of all the Spider-Man movies. Talk to me about No Way Home. Oh, Lord. Oh, three. Connor. Three. One, two, three. Spider-Man in this movie. And we get our previous Spider-Man, OG Toby. And we get... Mr. Andrew Garfield, who I was coming around to, who I believe was cut off at the knees towards the end of his, you know, tenure as the wall crawler. Yeah. And I think when you think of those 20 years of Spider-Man in film, not everyone's going to like everything of every Spider-Man. But you'd like enough that everyone gets redeemed in this. Yes. You understand? So, like, if you, I, I bet you a million dollars, there are people here who either straight up, like you said, protested Amazing Spider Man, uh, didn't watch it or watched it once and threw it in the bin. I bet you those people went back and wa- rewatched it 100%. after this. You know, um, and there's a lot of, there's a lot of people in this. Like I said, Electro, Jamie Foxx, I think he kills it in this in a way that he wasn't able to prior. The foe is chewing scenery. He's having Dude, a field oh, man. the whole time. He's stealing donuts and <laughs> putting them in his pocket. <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> He's weird. He's not from around here, bro. No, no. Uh, his, his green hoodie. I mean, his purple hoodie. Um, Norman's on sabbatical. All that stuff. So freaking good. It, it was all the things that we were starting to love about our MCU Spider-Man. We were getting to a point of... I think acceptance uh, is what I'll say. I think we're getting to a point of acceptance of Tom Holland Spider-Man. I think a bunch of people had different issues for different reasons with him. And we get to this film and we're starting to feel more and more like he can be ours. And then to make the transition even more easier, they give us our two other ones to stand left and right of him. And it was one of those things where, you know, it was the worst rumors in the world, right? That everyone knew that these guys were going to be in it, but they wouldn't confirm it until you actually Mm -hmm. saw the film. Um, and I was fine with the idea of, like I said, again, cameos, you know, they're in the third act. Like they're in all the third mm-hmm. act. I remember the whole third act. I remember seeing I, I wouldn't even point, say like, the, thir- the third act. I say part of the, the back end of the second, you know, the rest of the day. Yeah. And know? I'm just, and I'm just sitting there going, they're not, they're not leaving. Like we're going to do this whole thing together. All three of us. Still swinging. And the more that they talk to each other, the more the jokes go around, the oh, more wow. the Peter one, Peter two, Peter three. Peter three, yeah. Peter three, yeah. <laughs> no. I love you guys. 
The Avengers, like a band. Uh, <laughs> I want to fight an alien. I only fought some guy in a rhino, a rhino outfit. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm lame, man. I'm lame. No, man, you're amazing. <laughs> no, you're, you're amazing. amazing. <laughs> um, I want to watch it right now. Oh, like I said, um, Spider Man is something that, when done right, makes me feel like Spider Man is home. Spider Man is home to me. Those colors, the the characters, the outfits, the heroics. It reminds me. It's it's my earliest memories of superheroes was Spider Man. It always was Spider Man. The video games, the outfits, all that. This was. For me, this was, yeah. I didn't really 100%. care. I, we, were, I, we waited for that. I know people have said that the rewatchability hasn't been great. And I know people have said that it was all fan service, but I, I needed this. I As did. it should have been. I did. Spider-Man's you know? Spider IP was so crazy for so long that I needed mm -hmm. this clear film that said that it all exists. Yeah, uh -huh. I needed it. Such a stupid thing to need. But I was so in love after rewatches of the Amazing Spider-Man franchise. I felt like Andrew didn't get his his real good shake at the whole thing. And I had massive respect for uh, Toby. So for them to get their swan songs in this and then us possibly leave um, our Peter in a better position for the future of the MCU, future of Marvel, so crazy. What do you think about the death of Aunt May? The only Aunt May to die in Spider-Man. That was crazy. And for her to give the, um, uh, 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 with great power get, comes great responsibility, that caught me off guard. Because I was just so in the moment of like, oh, shit. And then when she finally gives a speech, I didn't even have the, like, the, 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 um, the awareness to be like, in the moment to be like, oh, my gosh, she's about to give him the speech. So when she does give him the speech, it's like, Oh man, bro, my yeah. heart. Oh, this is oh, what's happening? Feelings. Oh no, my, oh, I like you sink into your, uh, you sink into your chair and you kind of put your hand over your head. Like oh shit, damn Pete. <laughs> um, it was it. The, I never like to see him cry, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I don't like to see his father cry. They have that moment where he's standing in the rain with his face covered in blood, looking at the billboard. I and it's just fucking like, love that shot so yeah, much. That's Spider Man. It's always the world against mm -hmm. him. He's never, he's never Parker Luck, right? He's never on top. He's never always winning. He's he scrapes by every day, and it's just happy to live amongst his friends and his family and his loved ones. Um. So he lost so much, and then it gives up even more when he decides that the best way to have everyone go back to the dimensions is to uh, have everyone forget about Spider Man. So I wanted to ask what? you what what do you think about what do you think about things going back to square one with everyone? I think that about was Spider Man. I think that was so smart. I agree. I thought that was so smart because you now you get to start from scratch essentially again. Without everybody knowing, at, besides the people that are coming to see the movies, <laughs> you yeah. know, so it makes people aware that we're starting from scratch, that we're starting from the beginning. It ends with him not. It ends with him in a suit with we can well, we can assume that has probably all, close to no tech, right? Or if his tech is tech that he could find around places like yeah. you're talking about dumpster diving and stuff. Um, no one knows who he is. We're starting off from the beginning again. Happy Hogan doesn't even know who he is. We just spoke about yep. the beautiful moment they had in the film prior to this. Oh, that's gone now. Um, you know, so 
We're starting off from scratch. I like the blue. It's back to blue. Let's get that blue mm-hmm. back in there. That barely. It's like, funny because I um I remember watching the movie, and just like being so over the moon. Like I barely remember the suit. Even yeah, though I, that sequ- even though that sequence was like a good 25, 30 seconds of him just of cuts and stuff with him in kind of in the suit, and then they finally show it to you. You know, and one um, one could argue he probably got the idea about the blue from the other two. Yeah, from the other guys. You know, see, I mean, he had blue in his original makeshift outfit, but I'm talking about incorporating it this way. Like, yeah, like so, so, so cool. And if anybody were to ask him where he get the idea for the blue, he could just always tell him he got it from himself. Yeah, it's a Peter <laughs> Parker original. <laughs> this design is a Peter Parker. That's original. what I would say. Um. I don't really have much I don't like about this film either. I I love Doctor Strange's in, being in it. Just again, yeah. because in my like, comics and in my animated yeah, series, people just I show like up. I like it when they mix it up like that when people just start showing up. That's where we're at right now, man. I'm, I'm crossing my fingers me, for it because some of these movies I be watching, and I'm like, you really could have just slipped one person in this. Just put somebody <laughs> in it. Walking across the street, if it's all the same world, it just feels a bit more realistic. If mm-hmm. people just bump into each other, or whatever. Um, but yeah, yeah, this has been a hell of a, uh, run through, through Spider-Man in live action cinema and plus a little bit of animation. Um, we'll continue this love fest over Spidey next week as we tackle Spider-Verse, the actual comic that, you know, inspired this one of the best be a doozy. Yeah. Uh, the comic that inspired one of the best Spider-Man movies of all time. So make sure that you guys are with us on that. But yeah, man, this was really cool to go over all these spideys. Do you would can you choose between your children? Do you have a favorite? I don't like to choose. Like I'm very passionate when it comes to putting Spider-Man movies in order. Like, yeah, I hate being backed into a corner as far as that goes because there are things to like about all of them. It's just yeah. there's some things to. It's just putting them above makes above one another just makes me feel dirty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's all, and I if and I rather not, because <laughs> I feel okay. like I'm shunning the rest of my kids, and I like to love all my children equally if I can. You know? I think that's why I'm so it's so easy for me to say Spider Verse because it's in a whole other category, mm-hmm. and it's and it's safe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I say yeah. It's, safe. It, it's in it's in a whole other category. Um, but yeah, I absolutely love that, and I think that the franchise, the guy's proven he has staying power. Sixty years in the business, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so he ain't going nowhere no time soon. We'll be seeing more Spider-Man and hopefully we'll be around. Well, I've been to the future. I'll tell you guys about that later. Uh, we'll be around to cover all that. But first, like I said, man, go back and check out some of our older episodes covering Spider-Man. And you can do so by going to comicbookclick.com, which is the one stop for everything comic book click, our merchandise, the podcast, um, articles written by us and a little about us section so you can meet the click. Um, consider going over there. Not only can you help uh, support us, but every single episode of the Major Issues podcast lives there. Over 240 hours of content it currently exists about me blabbering around people in tights and special effects and CGI and comic books. So get into all that stuff. It's incredibly fun and it's been incredibly rewarding. Plus, it, it would behoove you to go through our catalog because we'll be going on break sometime soon so it'll give a lot of the new listeners some time to go back into the catalog and listen to some of our older episodes and kind of get a feel for us and then we can start brand new when we return refreshed and energized and i can't wait so make sure that you guys are helping us out where you can tell a friend to tell a friend about the podcast share it play it in your car one day 
you know, while somebody, while you're in control of the aux cable, they'll, they'll love it. It is what it is. But yeah, word of mouth is the quickest way for us to grow as a podcast. Another way to grow is if you guys rate and review us on iTunes. It's the quickest way for us to grow as podcasters and find out what you like and what you don't. Because I've been to the future where major issues is the latest and greatest thing to come to comic books, comic book media. And we just finished our podcast on Spider-Man. Uh, we're all home. I can't even tell you about that movie, bro. It comes out in 20 years. <laughs> and it is out of control. But if I, if I tell you about that, the rifts will open and every single one of my exes will show up looking for me, bro. And I can't have that. <laughs> I can't have that out here. All the Mary Janes. All the Mary Janes. <laughs> All the Mary Janes. Uh, we can't have any of that. So just do what I say. It's the easiest thing to do. Tell a friend to tell a friend about the podcast. Read and review us on iTunes. Buy a piece of merchandise. Or consider becoming a Patreon a patron at patreon.com slash CBC clubhouse. And for as little as 10 cents a day, $3 a month, you can help us keep our lights on here and support and uh, afford the hardware and the software we need to keep producing content for you guys free of charge. Um, we want to hear you guys. We want to hear about your opinions. We're at facebook.com slash comic book click, Instagram at comic book click, and you can use the hashtag comic book click to talk about the newest, hottest, latest, and greatest things to come to comic books and comic book media. Uh, we're also at Major Issue CBC on Twitter, and we're blowing up on social media currently. So you've probably seen some of the stuff we've been doing. We're growing every single day, so get on the bandwagon before the bandwagon becomes full because that's happening soon, and you don't want to miss out. And you'll get your rent when you fix that damn door. But yeah, my name is George Serrano, aka the Don. Your friendly neighborhood cloud is Maximus, and this has been our look at Spider-Man at Theatrical Icon. And remember, whether you're spectacular, amazing, or just another friendly person in the neighborhood, Peter 1, Peter 2, Peter 3, or <laughs> Bully Maguire, remember, with great power comes great responsibility. Remember, we are the click. And always remember that you, yes, you, are worthy. <laughs>